Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. No, don't be chewing gum. I will chew gum whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> you can't. No, I won't. You've already I, dropped I'm not, the, the F bomb. Already dropped the F bomb. I can't. We decided we're gonna try to reduce the F bombs. Are we? What is this we shit? Div- <laughs> we de- we we so, decided. So are you going to chew gum? I'm not gonna chew gum. I'm gonna continue to have gum in my mouth. I believe Mr. Wrigley. Um, had a home or a development of some kind in in Arizona, a large chunk of property. I think was in Southwest Arizona. I, b- I believe there was like a big mansion, a big oceanfront property. N- no, in Arizona. <laughs> no, I I know somebody that delivered something to. I I believe there was a Wrigley. Let me look that shit up. Uh, already, already. All right, yeah, fifty-seven I, we're seconds. We're talking in. about gum. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I believe there was a Wrigley. Again, I, you know, they're back east. You know, I don't know where their factory is or was, but the Wrigley family probably an heir had a. I think there might be an aviation people too. I think that's why I know them. I don't know them, but I'm just saying. I think it. Well, the Wrigley Mansion is in Phoenix. There you go. Landmark right. building constructed 1929-1931, chewing gum magnate, William Wrigley Jr. It's also known as William Wrigley Jr. Winter Cottage and La Colina Solana. Is it still there? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 2501 East Talewa Trail sits atop 100-foot knoll with views of greater Phoenix to the south, close to the Arizona Biltmore. Oh, I know right where this is at. Mr. Wrigley owned the Arizona Biltmore Hotel. That's why he... Oh. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well... Isn't that much gum? I mean, have that kind of a fortune because a piece of pliable rubber you chew that's flavored and full of sugar in your mouth. That's what you do with it. You just... Uh, the, the, the the odd things when you really start to get down to, to picking apart the dumb shit that we pay for, yeah. that we'll pay lots of money for, it's like the the Steve Jobs is a dickhead, but like he was definitely a captain of industry. He said that uh, he told the, he, that's how he poached the guy from Pepsi. Yes, remember he's like, do you, you want to keep making do you sugar keep water? Keep making sugar water the rest of your life, or do you want to change the world? Yeah, he's kind of right. No, sure, it, and it and it and it, it was very prescient. You have to have a uh, consumable item though, like you know toilet paper or chewing gum, where you you know you always need another one. Go spit it out, throw it away. Right. Which is why I feel Mr. Jobs is probably spinning in his grave with what Apple has done with their giant goddamn phones and their little tiny iPads. You you, you kind of wonder where they would um, where they would be right now, even though you're right, he's a dick Garen, and whatnot. But you, well, yeah, he was a di- he was a dick, but uh, you're a dick. You sure? You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're a captain of industry, a very very niche. Look, industry I'm barely a lieut- I'm barely a lieutenant or even a private of industry. You're definitely a captain. Of your niche a industry, tiny little. 
You're... <laughs> it's a very small vessel. Fine, I'm a captain. It's probably a dinghy. Thank you. He's a captain of the SS Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's get down to tax here. You brought up a very serious topic earlier. I did. It's on. It's on topic. It's right topical. Outside. It's a, yeah. On topic. Topical. It's topical. Which is uh, immigration. Yeah. Okay. Click. Everybody's gonna click, be... and we're done here. But no, no, it's not gonna be some liberal tirade of let them all in. Uh, th- but there's there's definitely some data to support. It's not going to be Some shoot them all to, either. It's to, not going to be on that no, extreme. No, no. The, both ends are kind of like we can't do either one of those. We have good immigration laws in this country. They just aren't, one, able to be enforced because they're unrealistic. And the path to citizenship needs to be a little easier, I think. I think it does, too. We're not so, overpopulated by any stretch of the fucking imagination. It's no. not. We have the resources to support a lot more people. Um, but my stance has always been. And it's it's hard for me to say this just because it comes off it comes off sounding very callous and harsh. But there is a path to citizenship. It does exist. I don't believe that it's easy enough, but it does. It's out there. So the bottom line argument is that when someone comes here illegally, it's illegal. It's against the law. Mm-hmm. It's against our laws, and they're here. And 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 I get that they're treated as such. That makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. However. Where is where do you draw the line between asylum seeking, which is something that this country was literally founded on? So what's the fine? What's the line between right. seeking asylum so, and, and 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 coming here illegally to quote unquote exploit the resources? We all came here to exploit the resources, except for the the Native Americans. Yeah, but now that we're here, we're here. The white right. white people, it's our exploiting the resources possibility only we're allowed to exploit our resources exactly um which is which is unfortunately a stance of a lot of people which is i guess it's kind of understandable it's again with that tribalism thing or not in my backyard that kind of so these people that are coming over that are trying to claim political asylum they're not generally mexicans that's correct right they're from central america i believe uh yeah that from what i understand and, and that's coming from all of the new news networks and from from uh, uh, not sent. What is it? Uh, the CDC arm that handles numbers, uh, number crunching and whatnot and data uh, crunching. The C, it's, a, it's a department of the CDC. I okay. can't I can't think of their what they're called. It's not Bureau of Statistics. That's what they used to be called. But anyway, yeah, they're saying that the strong majority of them are not. Uh, our vast majority of them are not coming from Mexico. Excuse me. They're not Mexican citizens. They're not Mexican folks. Not native. They're coming Mexico. through Mexico from El Salvador. From Central America. Central, yeah, essentially Central America. All right. So yeah. do you think that, and I don't know this, and I've been watching some of the news, on, but I haven't been delving that deeply. And no one's ever really interviewed and asking this stuff because no one wants to... Get the word out, I suppose. A lot of people or, don't want to have a a, a a frank but professional right discussion about it because it's all obviously it's all in black and white. Well, I'm going to have a frank and a butt. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Here we go. I want to know, and we want, we're not going to find this out, but I want to know if they're actually truly are seeking political asylum, 
or they're just saying we know they're not going to let us in if we're just crossing the border illegally. Yeah, so you're not. Better, just, they're not going to let you in if you knock on the door and say. Yeah. I, so we better tell them we're here for political asylum, and that way we're going to get around this. That's a valid point. That's an absolute. And valid if that's point. the case, if they start, if they go, oh great, political asylum, come on in, come on in, then the word's going to get out, and everybody's going to say, fuck it, that's what we're doing. You know, we're going to all seek political asylum here. And um, and uh, then have tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands or more and more and more. I mean, is that is that's probably a concern of some people. Right now, th- you have to understand I, that I do agree that some of the, some of the folks that are coming across the border illegally uh, and and some legally are bad people. They're just they're just sure. is. there's a there's a small there's a percentage of bad people in any cross section of the general public of the of the world. There's got a lot be, of bad people in freaking Golden Valley, a bunch there, of tweakers running around robbing people. All exactly, the time too, exactly. That are not from Guatemala. Exactly. Joe, what However, is wrong you, with you? You are itching. Something I, has gone on with my know. studio. I, there's something going on in here. There's something in the air in here that is making me itch everywhere. Every time in the last few days and you recorded I, I, You don't here. have any allergy medicine here at all. Because you never have allergies, you that is a you you don't have allergies. You can fall of fucking sleep anytime you want. You have a goddamn plastic airplane. These are all three things that, that I would. I, what, the first two I could do without, and the other one would get me more blowjobs. And I'm just fucking saying, I'm itching, and I have none of those things. <laughs> Let's see, I'm not itching, and I don't. I don't know what's going on here because so, so it's been the last few days, and you're and, I, and nothing has changed in here. I'm telling you, I haven't cleaned the place with any new stuff. There's nothing. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm itching everywhere. Is it's it fine. only here? It's not like no. It's not. I mean, yes, it's it's only here. It's fine. Let's move past it. Okay, fine. Now I'm gonna just itch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is it sympathy is itching? Sympathetic. Are I'm you gonna, sure there's no aller, allergy pills over there? I well, here's what drawer. we can do during the break. I've got a bin of stuff. Oh uh, yeah. Out, yeah. I think I got some stuff. You I'm can gonna go look through. through the bin. I'm gonna look yeah. through the bin of drugs. So I should have. My, some. my mom has a bin of drugs in her. Uh, uh, what we call the Harry Potter closet. See, now, like, now you're scratching so, them behind your neck. Yeah, you're I'm sorry. Your leg. You're scratching. No, I'm. I'm just concerned. I'm. I'm I. I, just, I am too. Like when I go home, like chemical I'm warfare take a going on in here. That's what it feels something. like. It's like somebody just like a fine mist of mustard gas. It's like World War. <laughs> like like an atomizer of mustard gas only. If oh you, yeah. Yeah, just a nice little, just a little spritz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, what you want to know is, is if they're really seeking, and you'll never find out if they're really seeking asylum or not now here's the thing though so what i want to know is what's wrong with having just people who said who showed up and they're like i want a better life for my family can can i can we just give it a shot like i these are the skills that i have right and if they have marketable skills i think the concern is they don't and i don't know this either i don't know if these people if you these see are the, questions that i'm asking these are not this is not yeah. a stance i'm taking right i want i want anybody who's listening to know that i, I kind of just want because it, it kind of goes goes back to a few of the like uh was it uh, louis ck had a, a brief bit about it because he said you know of course we should guard our borders and keep us safe and so on and so forth but maybe if uh, yeah, the someone, whole, who maybe. Comes, someone who, the, of course, yeah. but maybe, and he yeah. said, but you know, maybe if someone who comes here who doesn't speak the language doesn't have or has more marketable sp- skills than you, and uh, you know, and and it's starting from scratch with no money, and they take your job, maybe you're the piece of shit that's the problem. That's kind of in line with the Doug Stanhope, Wh- which thing. is Doug Stanhope, which yeah. I I come to find out Stanhope said it first. 
that stand up bit that he does where he talks about nationalism mm-hmm. being stupid, that's from 2007. Which Whoa, is, bless me. you. <laughs> uh, from, that's from 2007. That's 11 years old where he goes on that that rant, which just kind of blew my mind a little bit uh, because it's a long time ago. Fuck the French. I don't no, remember I, between the Jaeger shots. Between, yeah. D- d- it wasn't d- for us saving the French. <laughs> I might have to put that on instead of, like instead of break music, just so people can listen. Oh, to that. that whole skit, from yeah, Doug that Stano. whole like five minutes or whatever that it is That's is pretty so funny. funny, and it's accurate. But what he says is, he goes, "So I see these people because he lives in Bisbee. Yep. He's like, I I live was it seven miles from the Mexican border. He's like, yeah, I, I live know. seven miles from the Mexican border. I see these people." Running through the night, running, doing this. They're ragged. They look like the. They look like an extra from like a castaway or something. No socks. Okay. No know, socks. No shoes. Not whatever. Yeah. Dehydrated. Running through the desert for several years or several weeks, whatever. And they come here and they're stealing your jobs. You sound like the problem, not them. And <laughs> yeah. you know that that bit. And it's I know it's a it's a huge oversimplification. I get it, mm-hmm. but it begs the question. If someone shows up at at a border to any this is and this goes to goes for any any country out there, someone shows up at the border and says, "I want in." Uh, I I can can you give me six months? Why aren't we saying yes to that? Okay, so so, the, so what so what happens if you say yes to that? That person comes I, here. I don't know. The whole idea, I guess, that the whole family comes over, one person to a whole family. I guess the whole idea in general would be, or a positive would be for us us in this our country we're lucky to be born here would be if it, if they're a net asset as opposed to a net liability of so course yeah, if they're contributing more than they're taking right and i'm sure that some people are taking more than contributing but i would bet on balance most are contributing more to the economy than they are taking. and that's what my brother has explained to me was that was i you know because this was going back i was a little naive on it and i was a little too pro arizona but when senate bill 1070 went through back in i think it was 2010 uh, it, you know, it pissed off a lot of people and it was the, you know, the check your papers bill or law and it pissed off a lot of people. They called it racist and all this other shit. And really what it was, was just reiterating what the, or not reiterating, but restating U S immigration law already. Right. Which is rights that are afforded to the federal government. And they were just saying at the state level, we're going to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. To a certain degree, there were some other subtle nuances in there that people exploited, and and I and and I see it was abused by Joe Arpaio because he was a big pusher to, for that, he, and he abused that policy. But my brother enlightened me to something that a very strong fact, which I think we've talked about on here, which just kind of blew my mind. That I looked it up, and he was right, which my brother's rarely wrong. Uh, I said that uh, the millions, there are millions of illegals, uh, illegal immigrant workers in this country that use social security numbers, pay taxes, mm-hmm. pay into social security just so that because keep, to keep a low profile, to, to keep a low profile. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll never, ever, ever file. They'll never take those taxes. They'll never, ever get that social security. Yep. They'll, they'll, they won't because they can't because they, they don't have a photo ID that shows that they're, you know. Uh, you know, Jack McLegal man, you know, they don't have that. They don't have it was, that. The same thing was told. And we may have discussed this on this, on this podcast before, but my, um, uh, the, the builder, the, one of my ex roommates who built my parents' house 
uh, told me the same thing. He has an uh, he had an accountant, and he he had some Mexicans working for him too. But he explained that his accountant, who does a lot of accounting for people in the Atlanta area, there's a shitload of Mexicans there building homes and things, or em- employees. He said that it's told me the same exact thing. They all have social security numbers, and they're paying into it, and they're never going to get it back. They're never going to get back. I, I, I don't know this fifteen years ago or twenty years. So ago. I I never knew yeah. anything about that. Well, and, I would have known if I didn't have a roommate that built houses. Right. You know, there's, I didn't do research on it either. Uh, so. The way my brother explained it was that, uh, you know, uh, Social Security, if you took all those people out of the equation, if you eliminated all of them and that are paying into so that that are illegal, that are pay, paying into Social Security, that will never get it, that will never collect on it. Mm-hmm. Social Security would have dried up a long okay. time ago because so, they've been doing that since the 90s. So apparently. you and I both know that the highest levels of this government know this. Of and course. Probably Donald Trump has been told this. Mm-hmm. Probably, why would they keep all this? I mean, he, hell, he's run businesses or has been involved businesses that mm-hmm. have probably illegal workers too, like a lot of companies have. And and there's there's no reason why they shouldn't be having high-level meetings about illegal immigration and someone in the room, or they should be going, do we, are we well aware of this situation if we didn't have a bunch of guys right. here? But, I mean, but uh, you just, you know. And border they, security is a real thing, and it, and, it, and it does need, we need to have good border security because... We have caught a few people trying to come through, like through Canada, mm-hmm. that were on no-fly lists that were coming through the border, and man, they tried to tighten that shit up real fast, All right, real so, fast. So, so then how, what but that was do, right after nine eleven. That do, was fifteen then, years ago. Then, do you build a, to really tighten it up and control it? Is the answer to build a big fucking wall that you make? No, a, because then you just build a big fucking ladder that goes a little bit taller. Sure, than that that's wall. the joke and all that, that kind of stuff. But, it, I mean, you, but it's but it's it's true. If you, you really wanted to make a secure system, it could be done. If you really wanted to, I mean, if you really wanted to put a lot of, you can yeah. put sentry guns up that are right. just going to murder people. Like and, like if it and, meant literally, like people think, like a lot of the hard right thinks, if it's if it means life or death, and some people have lost their lives. We saw the news thing on CNN. Yeah, the lady was doing right, the thing. Yeah. There, and people have been killed by illegal aliens, but a lot yeah, more Yeah, these people by, are not part of the, uh, they're, they're not part of like the rainbow gathering people. No. Like they're not, like I realize that there is going to be a percentage of folks that come across the border illegally that are bad people and they're going to sure. do bad things and they're bad for the country. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to believe that it is a strong, a very, very small minority well, yeah, of them absolutely. that is like that. I think the majority of, of those folks are folks that just want out of the horrible situation that they're in. Didn't, didn't I speak about the, the female Mexican that I dated briefly or not on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one. She's like, when you went in, she walked into the house. She's like, do you have a wife? Yeah. No. No. Do uh, you have a girlfriend? Nope. Not right now. No, Are no. you gay? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I'm I could have been there for that. I would have laughed hysterically. It was hilarious. Yeah. So, so yeah. But, and she, every year she, she crosses into the, into the, every year. It was, yeah. She lives down there. And I said, so what's your end game? You'll first, which you didn't want to really talk about because she thought I might have been somebody doing investigations. And right, so she right. She finally right. figured out she totally trusted me. And she said, I, I bring money, a fair bit of money. In Mexico, it's a fair bit of money. And all of her family members, you know, and they have other friends and family. A lot of these guys have some, a lot of them build shit, but a lot of them do have actual real skills. You know, bricklayers, concrete workers, good framers. Absolutely. Roofers, that kind of crap. Yeah. And so she's, she's building her house. 
you know, and it's a, she's, it's a nice home. She's, it's a, it's in, so take all this American money and bringing it down there and giving some to her family, but she's got a plan, you know, a 10 year plan or something yeah. like that. And she's going to have this. She goes, I don't want to live in the States. She goes, it's beautiful. Central Mexico. And she was telling me all about it. It was just, it's gorgeous, you know, and it's my home. I'm not going to live. She goes, I, you know, I, I love your country because I can work here, make more money and go. So is she exploiting? Sure. I guess by definition, the word exploiting. She, she is. Our country, but she's probably feeling it. And they, were make, they would make tamales, a shitload of tamales on a Sunday. And one of their family members would go out and go to all these job sites. Right. And sell probably a thousand freaking tamales. And see what, okay, now here's where I got to, I got to go. I got to, I got to do the counterpoint. Mm-hmm. What she's doing is exploiting. Mm-hmm. She's not doing anything to benefit this country except for cleaning houses and spending some money, uh, some money on sales tax. Sure. I will say she's not like just sponging completely. And, and, yeah, but, and she's working. She's not, to, I, as far as I knew, was not tapping into any of our social programs. Right, and that's the, that's the other bullshit thing I hate that gets thrown around is the, well, they're welfare this and welfare that. That is a, there is Man, there's not too many states where that you can get welfare benefits without showing a state issued ID. Mm-hmm. I know because I got welfare benefits. I I know what's required mm-hmm. for that. I I was on unemployment for nine months of several years ago. Mm-hmm. I know what is required, and they haven't loosened the restrictions. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple states Those where you can California actually get. California one of them. California is one of them to a certain extent. You can't get regular food stamps and, and monthly benefits without showing a state issued ID and proving that you are who you say you are and proving the need. You have to prove the need. So by doing that, you have to show proof of a lease. You have to show like, this is how much my rent is. This is how much income I get. Or I don't have any income. I don't have any job. It's a lot harder than the media makes it, makes it sound to get those benefits. Now the coming from the healthcare industry, it absolutely is a problem. Illegal immigrants, mm-hmm. uh, but not illegal immigrants racking up uh, a hospital bills is it pales in comparison to the un or underinsured legal residents mm-hmm. of the United States. It's such a drop in the bucket. It's really it's not taxing anybody. Mm-hmm. It's hospitals whining about it because they've got this business model. To easy target. That they've got a business model that they that was awesome for fifty years, and now it's starting to fail because everything's way too expensive. Yeah, and doctors are overpaid, and da, 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 all these different things. So, well, a lot of doctors are paid. <clears> so it's easy to blame it on illegal immigrants. We have a litigious society, and we're going down that road too. They got to pay shit. Yeah, the, yeah, the, of the amount of insurance. money that they like. I, I there's one doc that I work with that I'm, I'm fairly good friends with, and I I asked him how much money he pays a year for malpractice insurance. Mm-hmm. And he is a general surgeon. He's also a, um, a licensed anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. So because of the, both of those professions, he has two different policies and he pays almost $50,000 a year combined with those two. I'm that's more money not more than that. That's more money than I make. I'm surprised it's not more than that's that. That's fucking crazy to me. Yeah. But with the litigious nature of society and uh, anyway, yeah. So that's a different topic. You're, it, what what ends up happening is you have media, and then you have uh, other industries that will try to use illegal immigrants as the scapegoat for the reason why healthcare is so expensive, or yeah. welfare benefits, or this taxes are so high because we're paying for illegal immigrants. 
That is not like the welfare queen kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That is not the case. Those people are the people. Yes, we have a lot of people on uh, entitlement benefits. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Ninety. I would venture to guess to go over ninety nine percent of them are legal citizens or residents of the United States. Oh, on that uh, UBI um, Universal Basic Income uh, podcast on uh, from Sam Harris, Uh they were talking about. If you also heard that stat that said that. There's almost it, it's like a zero a number of zero, but people that go on disability, always they'd never go the, off it, disability. One hundred percent. He said he he said I I'm not talking ninety nine point nine nine nine. I'm saying one hundred percent in the past. I think he said disability. something. Yeah. This, the stat was ridiculous. He said in six years of data that I could dig up, there wasn't a single person that went on SS, uh, SSI disability that came off of it. Mm-hmm. They don't get better. Mm-hmm. They don't because there's no incentive to get better. Right. So go on disability. Now you can go on disability for like, uh, for knee pain and shit like that. These, these, those are people that they're here. Yes, they're not. They're not illegal immigrants. Right. They're not rapists and murderers. The, the, that's the. These are these are people that have been here a lot and of so years. I would venture to say that the yeah, the vast majority, the percentage of, let's say, corruption in that system, if you want to call that corruption, or, or you know, bending the rules in the gray area is. You know, 80, 90 percent people that again that are here that are that are already here that yeah. are that are born here, mm-hmm. they're not illegal immigrants. So then, so once you th- kind of throw out that argument, how else are illegal immigrants taxing, say, ta- like our our society? Mm-hmm. So small portion of them, I saw you know, small percentage of them are criminals. So yeah, we talked about that, which is but but a small. Percentage okay, of, they're gonna, of they're gonna say school, of, they're gonna say school, going to schools for free, going to schools thing. for yeah, going the kids going the kids that come with the parents going to schools. So there's uh, that and and, they, and, the, and the hospitals. So you've got and the hospitals, but that's not a huge drain. I, I right. like I I I I I I need to do my own research on that, but I can tell you right now, I've been in a few ERs and I've seen I've looked around, including one in like in not so good area of, of Phoenix when my father was sick a few months ago. The first, uh, the because the closest, um, the closest uh, emergency room to where he was at, where where they called the ambulance, where he was transported from, the closest one was like the old uh, Maricopa County Hospital, mm-hmm. which is now Phoenix Health uh, something or other. Like they dressed it up. I'm like, it's a county hospital, man. I can tell by the smell from five blocks away. That's a fucking county <laughs> hospital. And you walk in, and honestly, I'm looking at all these people in the ER, shitload of white faces. Oh, yeah. Were you? Uh, and, and I'm just, that is just, that's, that is purely anecdotal. That's just my experience. But I was there for five hours, mm-hmm. and it was a huge ER. It was probably 40 different beds in there. And were, were you I don't I, think that illegal immigrants are taxing the healthcare system as much as the media wants to make them out to be. That is an industry, like I said, who has a poor business model. That mm-hmm. wasn't sustainable, and they're trying to use illegal immigrants as a scapegoat because it's easy because you sure. don't know exactly how many of them there are. Oh yeah, and right. I get that. So you have what kids? Kids going to school? That's a that's legit. Mm-hmm. That's a legitimate uh, quote unquote gripe, maybe. And you've got a problem um, with their school, but here's system right now. Here's so. the thing: you're never going to be able to control 100 percent of illegal immigrants. I would like to be able to control the education of their kids. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I that I know I might be an outlier. But I, I think everybody is entitled to a free education. Other countries do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you or I could go to Mexico and study for free. Sure. 
No, we can. And like, we, we know we get a lot cheaper medic- medicine, too, and uh, a lot cheaper <laughs> treatment. Yeah, pe- so pe- wait a second. Pe- Why are we not immigrating to Mexico? Th- that's a good question. I mean, seriously. I can tell you, I can I, I can give you about 50 answers as to why I wouldn't okay. immigrate to Mexico. Were you and I talking about on this show, uh, or was it someone else, I'd, or that I'd made it up, <laughs> about, about or dreamed it? Am I in a nightmare now or a fantasy dream? Um, going to, that, that there were a lot of the orange crop in Florida was uh, not being able to be picked or did I hear this somewhere? I else? I read that stat somewhere, and I didn't I didn't look into because it because people further. were they were afraid to show up and they were going to be detained or something like that. Yeah, Basically, and, but and well, I can tell you that there has been a decline in Mexican. What this is one of those stats that nobody wants to talk about. Oh, and then they filled the, the they, gap temporarily. They got a bunch of prisoners out there, right? And then they said, "Fuck it, we're not doing this again." I mean, they they, they refused to go out there and pick fruit. Or, or it's something where, I can't believe they. I, where like, did I hear this? I have no idea, man. I, I think it might have been when I was in my trip back into Atlanta. So it wasn't you, obviously. So it was. Thank God, the amazing wasn't on this show. But there was there was a time when the, they, there was a big crackdown going on, and a, a bunch of uh, workers just didn't show up in Florida picking. I believe it was oranges. And so they're going, what the fuck? Because they, they thought they were going to show up there. There's going to be a bunch of trucks and and uh, and ice and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and they finally convinced them. You know, I don't know how they did. But in the meantime, they had a picture. So they got a lot of prisoners out there. That's the only way they, they could do it. And the prisoners basically came back and said, we're not doing that. Screw you. You can't make me go out there. So here, man, you know? here's how I'm torn on that. If they're hiring illegal immigrants as a business mm-hmm. and their crop can't be, uh, they're bellyaching about their crop not being able to be uh, harvested, mm-hmm. that's bullshit. It, it, that that it, it, company it, needs to be fucking fined, right? Because so it, so my problem is so is then how do you fix the problem? So I, well the problem the problem <laughs> you ready you are ready for your orange prices to go up? A yeah, lot, a lot. I, yeah, that's fine. Okay, but the, a lot of people I, aren't. There I are people feel like that will self adjust. Okay, I, I hate I hate using that. I I'm, I'm not saying I, they should I know use that's the illegal. autistic libertarian. Yeah. You know, it is. It, it, it is. Autism. Libertarians are on the spectrum. So. There's, dude, there's, there, they, they are. They're on their own fucking spectrum. Uh, no, the not all of the oranges in, in the United States, like not all the not the entire in, uh, orange crop in the U.S. is picked by illegal immigrant labor. Correct. The companies that were exploiting it will be punished by either going out of business or figuring out a, a, a business model to pivot to. That's what I was talking about earlier when I when I we were, we were talking earlier and the lady was on TV talking about illegal immigrants killed her son and all that. One of the one of the things that I, that I was thinking of is what we need to do to is eliminate the need for like for for folks to come here illegally. Uh-huh. Uh it, eliminate the need or but the they, desire but, yeah, and yes. the way you do that is well what is what you, you brought do up. Do some do some meddling. <laughs> you have to do meddling in their country. Yeah. Yay. Or Make it so that you can't that you the way we did it in this in at least in this state you know we haven't had an illegal immigrant pop like real like a problem a net what is a net positive in the right. country in a long time like right. like well over ten years that is a stat I looked up I saw it straight from a government website I know people are going to well, the government they don't know the man there's cover there's there's departments of the government that only all they do is take raw data and put it out to the public. That's right. it. Yeah, they Whatever don't give a shit what the it. numbers are. They don't care. They're right. nonpartisan. They're they're not appointed. 
They're not, they don't even have directors that are appointed. These people are government workers, government employees. So anyway, the problem I have with that stat of them saying, well, we haven't had a net positive, uh, there's been no net positive growth for uh, uh, with illegal immigrants, illegal immigration in this country in 10 years. How do you know that? Because you can't possibly count all the ones. You're only going by the ones that we catch. Mm-hmm. So we've caught fewer illegal immigrants in the past 10 years. Okay, fine. That just means maybe they're getting a little bit smarter than ICE sure. because it's a giant fucking border and there's a lot of holes in it. Like I, I've crossed the border illegally with my dad when I was like mm-hmm. 15 or 16 because we didn't want to wait at the border crossing. You so scoff law. Hey, man, whatever. Because the man, like, I'm not going to follow what the man wants me to do. Yeah, we we went in. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we went down to Rocky Point, and my dad didn't want to wait. It was a holiday weekend, and he didn't want to wait at the border. So he just uh, turned off of uh, Interstate, uh, not Interstate 19. It's uh, wherever, like Sonoida area, which is like east or west of Tucson. So he turned off some dirt road and drove down another dirt road and drove down another dirt road and waved at some ranch hand and then just drove through a fence. Cool. Like we just drove you, through the thing. But anyway, like you, it, it's, I, I don't know about, I know that we've had fewer, uh, illegal you, immigrants. You said fewer than you looked at me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I've had, we've had fewer immigrants come into this country I don't know. I not, not we haven't had a positive gain, and they're not do, coming from Mexico anymore. Do you think? Here's a big philosophical question for the future. Uh, do you think that civilization is going to last long enough? <laughs> okay. Uh, hold on. Brace, brace the armrests. Yeah, grab I'm your, leaning back. All right. Uh, you do you think civilization? And this is assumes. Assuming my question is even a good question. Do you think civilization is going to last long enough to where, and this is the part that's the assumption, to where at some point we're not even going to have fucking borders? No, we're just not. Wait, hold on. Hold, or is it going to be like we can't do this? Like no matter how long. Let's say civilization lasts, pick a number to eternity, and we're always going to have borders for this country in a Germany and a France and Italy. And if we don't obliterate again, this is going to last long enough and it's going to be, or it's going to be at some point someone comes along that really smart fucker and says, you know what? This whole border thing is kind of dumb and we've kind of grown out of this and we are all earthlings and uh, we all kind of get along. And, and in other words, manufacturing is so easy. The earth is taken care of and we're in this sort of utopia ish sort of thing on earth because it could be a utopia but humans are so fucking fucked up that that's what we have all the problems that we have you know or, or, or is it going to always be borders that's yours this is ours you stay out or is it ever going to evolve out of that it's it's a great philosophical question i'm completely torn if we if we can avoid not uh if we can avoid destroying ourselves completely yeah, we might be able to do that in a few hundred years. I, I, I could I could potentially see that what do you it, think? over the course of the next couple hundred years. I, I, what you have to do is you have to eliminate one of the reasons why. So human beings have to be tribal. They have to. They have to belong to a tribe. They have to okay, belong to. So this to, is part of the lizard brain, sort of. It's in there. It's yeah, part of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have you have a tribe that you want to belong to. Most of them. Some and, kind of are not really. They're like, hey, man, free love, you know. No, and even that's a tribe. That's true. The free love tribe. So, like you, you, you have, you have pilots like to hang out with pilots. 
I hate a lot of my pilot friends. You know, most of them are dickheads, but <laughs> just the ones I met of, of that are around here. Uh, I mean, the airport authority told me that they're a bunch of they're a bunch <laughs> of arrogant dickheads. Oh, oh there it is. Bring it uh, back in. Just got to bring it back in. Uh, no, people want to belong to a tribe, but the reason they want to belong to a tribe is the tribe is what takes care of you. That's protection. What gives you, that's what gives you comfort. Mm -hmm. It's what gives you protection, comfort, um, just those two things, protection and comfort. And, you know, if you get down to brass tacks, there's not a lot of difference between like, like me and you and Mike and Tim. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say. And if we were friends, say... 10,000 years ago mm -hmm. and you know Tim's got his kids and, uh, and and there's Mike and there's you and there's me with my kid and uh, let's say that uh, Tim was going through a rough time and his kids are hungry and he's hungry and you know we're in, in we're just a tribal culture we're all in the tribe together so the tribe gets together and helps them out and make sure that they mm -hmm. are fed and everything is fine that's no different now if you, if you were struggling with something, I'd help you out. You would help me out. I would help Mike out. I could help Tim out. Whatever we would do, we still do that. So the thing is, is that the tribe, so you have the tribe that provides your, like you said, protection and comfort. So what if we eliminate the reason, the need for protection and then, and the, and, and eliminate comfort, not so much eliminate comfort, but eliminate the need for that to be provided by other people. What if we were able to provide well, that so for much every, so much abundance? There's so much abundance. What if we were able to provide that with forever, provide that for everybody mm -hmm. else that would eliminate a lot of problems. Now you can argue that human nature is to want to control other people. Mm hmm. But why do you want to control other people to make sure that your tribe is the strongest? Right. It's all so, right so it all goes back. Head. So like if you eliminate those, it's kind of like the Maslow was a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm. Like if you start eliminating the struggle, if that's what I'm trying to get at, if you eliminate the struggle for those things, like if uh, like you know, it's a, somebody doesn't have, if you don't have to go to work to feed your family, and you don't have to. Do that. What do you do if you eliminate? Well, if you eliminate, you, you have to do that something. Struggle, you have you have to do something. Yes, so, because human beings want to be productive. They have to be productive, you, you and then will die. That's you, why people, you, when they retire and they don't have something to do, yeah. they die within a couple. And years. I think that's probably why we have an opioid crisis and stuff too, because a lot of people aren't working. They're kind of depressed. Fuck it, let's get high. Absolutely, and they're not being human beings. Human beings for thousands of years have done shit. You get up in the morning, you do the crops, you hunt for bugs, you you you, you are doing something. You're weaving. You're making baskets. Yeah. You're taking care of the kids. Going back to the caveman days, mm -hmm. so. If you eliminate the struggle for the hum human needs, if you eliminate the struggle and the needs are provided for, how do you concentrate or how do you get the uh, get those humans who don't have to struggle for these things? How do you make them concentrate or put their I'm sorry put their skills to use to further humanity? To see to me that goes back like to, if if I if I you know were king for a day or king of the universe that would be one of those things that I would I would try to do is well it can't happen overnight that's the thing right it's, it have it have to it evolve. has to be gradual it's got to be God knows how long between here and you know say that's the end of the there it is the actual well, utopia it's like well, that's but, a long evolution but the if you look at uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uses the uh, the analogy of a uh, the uh, you know what is it? The the history of the universe on a 
uh, like a one year calendar, 365 yes. day calendar. Yeah. Human history is only like the last like three minutes. Yes. Of the entire, of the entire year. year at December 31st yeah. at, you know, 1158 or something is where that's, that's where human history started. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's, was it's this it, calendar 5,000 years. Yeah, well, of course. Well, you know, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if we could take all the flat earthers and all the creationists and just put them in a volcano, I think, I think we'd be better off. Oh, okay, man. What's wrong with but Ed that's Sessions? A Hit, What's that's wrong a very with Ed Hitler-y Sessions? kind of thing. What? What's wrong with Ed Sessions? Jeff Sessions? I'm Jeff, Ed, not Ed, Ed's, excuse me. Sorry, it, it's a brother. Ed Sessions is Jeff Sessions is even more racist. Uh, <laughs> even twin, shittier twin evil twin brother. brother. Really has he's an the, evil brother. He's an evil brother. So Jeff Sessions is the good one? Huh. Huh, isn't that odd? <laughs> Jeff, right, how about this? Jeff, <laughs> Wait, go, go ahead. You want to answer that? I, want to pose I was another just question. thinking Jeff Sessions, I, 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 the whole time that Jeff Sessions has been in, in, in office, I'm, I keep looking at him I'm like, man, that guy fucking reminds me of somebody. And then I realized it the other day. I'm like, fuck, it's Jeff Sessions. That's who that's who it reminds me of. And I went to write it down and I forgot. And I know now who I it can't is. fucking remember. The Granny who? on Beverly Hillbillies. No. Yeah, if you look at the grandma on Beverly Hillbillies, it looks just like <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I actually figured it out. Did you, this is so stupid. Did you ever see the movie Son in Law? I I don't know. With Polly Shore, where he goes, where the country girl she leaves the the farm and she goes to L.A. to go to school. She meets up with Polly Shore know, as a character. I think I did, but takes I'm not going to the, remember the fucking either. grandpa in that movie looks exactly like Jeff Sessions. Sounds like Jeff Sessions. He's just wow. sitting on the uh, the front porch whittling. He's like, "Well, don't mind me. Nobody else cares about my opinion." And he's like just all <laughs> passive aggressive, rocking back and forth <laughs> in his rocket chair, and he looks just like fucking Jeff Sessions. And I remember thinking, "I'm like Jeff Sessions, man. That guy fucking looks familiar." When he first was in power. Anyway. All right, I have another philosophical question for you. We didn't really answer the last one, but but no, yeah, but, it, what, but the but, question, you still got to be a productive. I think that's part of, you have to do something. Wait, you, let me answer you, your last question yeah. real quick. Will we ever get to a point where the borders don't matter and we can all kind of live in peace and harmony, some mm -hmm. sort of a, a utopia? And not this is ours, the easy that's answer, yours, go fuck yourself. The easy answer is no. Okay. And we'll end up blowing ourselves up or the planet will deteriorate to a point where it just consumes us. And then the planet will start all over again yep. uh, and eliminate this virus known as human beings. Because people, yeah, there, there's but, an argument, too, about, well, the world's we're going to destroy itself. No, the world's not going to be destroyed. It's going to be here. This it's going to be here for a couple billion sun, more years. Until the sun burps and expands and swallows right. us up. But, yeah, so yeah, they're already, we'll just be gone. Human, it, humans might not be here. Right. That That's the thing. So then the other answer is, yes, we could get to that point. But what it's going to have to take, and, and another thing I wanted to touch on was a human history is is very, very minuscule when it comes to the age of the earth and even more so the age of the universe. So that having been said, look at all the things that we've gone, that we've done just since we learned how to speak to each other. Mm -hmm. We, and then get like compress that timeline down even further and get to say for, since 1945, what have we accomplished? Yeah. Amazing things. Yeah. Amazing things. That's because the flying saucer visit. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> I want to say it was episode four. 16 or 18 something like that where we go ours, down yeah. the 1947 hole that, yeah that's that all magic the crazy, number all the crazy things that happened immediately following the roswell incident in 1947 mm -hmm. it's pretty astounding folks you should look into it yeah just google things that happened in 1947 yeah, just right and, around that time frame and you'll be like jesus christ how did that happen i mean we're talking 
first major rockets lifted up into the upper stratosphere, the Roswell incident, uh, breaking the sound barrier, sound sure. uh, the formation of the UN, I think is one, mm-hmm. uh, Israel was finalized or formalized mm-hmm. as a country. There's like, there's... Oh, I think cr- Bell Labs are coming with the tran- transistor Be- Bell, research. That's Bell where Labs, that's where the transistor, exactly. Like, they're, mm-hmm. the, they're fucking insane shit. Anyway, uh, but if you look at what we're, where we're at right now, we're in, we're, every single day, there's something new that humans are inventing that's cool that's going to push us forward. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that can we do that? Can we approach that point faster than we approach the point of destroying ourselves. That's that's going to be the key. That's going to be the yes or no question on whether or not we can ever and that's just, achieve this anti-tribalism bullshit or we that we can get away from tribalism. I, I'd like to think that we will. It won't happen in our lifetime. That's the whole strange thing. Of, you're probably right. That's the whole strange, weird thing about technology and we're advancing so quickly and there's a lot of smart fuckers out there that are that are advancing this, but we're still emotional creatures. And all that is yeah. emotion. It doesn't matter when I'm talking about just emotional with being sad, but we're talking about that's what it is. Again, it's the lizard brain, the mentality. It's that's the part that's gonna just screw everything. You know, it, it's it's the it's the illogical part of the human brain that's gonna fuck everything up. That's yeah. controlled by chemical hormones. Because most yeah. of what happens that gets messed up in the news, yeah, you know, I mean if you just it boils down to some wrong information or something completely illogical. And it's an emotional response. You know, it's some kind of a war thing or someone's going to lob the thing for, you know, this person's going to start a war. They got, they got some problem of their own. They got beaten up by their daddy or something. And they're going to, yeah, you know, right. There's like, you have all these uh, repressed men out there that couldn't, what is it? Bill Burr says, weren't allowed to talk about how cute puppies were when they were, when mm-hmm. they were young boys. So then they grow up and just want to kill everybody. Right. So that's kill everybody or kill themselves. Apparently, See, uh, See how all this advancement we're talking about from 1940, whatever. There's all of that. It's just so weird. I mean, you, if you really, really think about it, it's just so odd that how quickly we can advance, but yet still we're being really anchored by our fucked up emotions. But also, I mean, yeah, but that's also what put, what put the emotions or what pushed the, uh, I think that's what pushes the human spirit forward. Oh, yeah. No, because, I mean, I mean, how many times have you been in a really shitty emotional state but you channel that into i don't know uh doing a really great job on an airplane or just something i don't know or or pushing your business you forward know, or something like that i'm more than airplane joe you're really not you're also into <laughs> gliders i know that okay you're also a purveyor of fine polo shirts I just, I just want you to know, I really like okay. your well, late '80s, early '90s embroidered I'd listen, pocket polo go, shirts. Listen, go pound sand, dude, because I can't. I, I have this because this is the EAA seven six five. This one went to the meeting this morning. It's vintage. I get it. Went to the meeting this morning. It's an aviation meeting we had at the at the at the administration. Do you building. think maybe you could go to the shirt shop downtown and have them make you a new shirt that looks can I, a can little I, less like my fucking gym teacher can, in eighth grade? Can I, can I, can I that have, you have a pocket on your polo shirt, man. It's kind of like the. It's uh, also embroidered. It's. I didn't make it. Don't look at me like I made this. I know you couldn't have made that because that shirt was manufactured prior to you being 14 years of age. It wasn't. No, <laughs> it was made last year. I'm pretty sure I saw Mr. Wizard wear that same shirt in 1982. It could have been the gym teacher on Beavis and Butthead. Remember the ex Marine? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Coach Buzzcut. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's like, kick me in the Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the kind of shirt he would wear, right? This yes, would be it. That's what I'm talking about. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, oh god damn it, what's his name? My brother and I were talking about him. Mr. Frilling. 
Mr. Frilling. Was someone was, that you knew. No, that was, was my like eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade PE teacher. Well, someone and, that you, yeah, that yeah, you knew. Yeah, and he used yeah. to wear polo shirts exactly like that, not mm-hmm. with the EAA logo. They had a pocket and, you know, polo tucked into the short gym teacher shorts, like the polyester shorts. Mm-hmm. That's what every day. Yeah. Every single day. And the shirt and always matched the shirts. And a whistle. And a whistle, of course. <laughs> and a beautiful blonde coiffed like hair. Yeah. Mr. Frilling. Good right. dude, though. Hot daughter. Go on. All right. So here's the other um, question. Okay. So we're going to assume that the Canada and the United States are, you know, first world, even though we're not really anymore. But, uh, no. Just stop hating. Come I'm, on I know, now. I know. No, you can bash on your own country. Well, yeah. No, I I, I agree with that. I'm not going to burn the flag. So nobody just you know put your panties back on or whatever. I'm, I will unclutch my pearls. Thank okay. Um, so Canada and the United States. Right. And the way we are right now, or you know whatever. And if they were just to say, if Canada and the U.S. agreed, we're going to have a border, so we have our we have our countries, but you can come and go as you please. I, what what do you think the net result would be? And I don't have the answer. I'm just wondering. I, in other words, I, are it going to be more Americans going up there to hang out and kind of live and try, and try to or coming this way? What what do you think? Because we do have a border and it's controlled. So let's assume you just except that it's, it. un, it's 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 controlled, but it's undefended and it's only controlled. You know, the che- there's not too many border checkpoints. I know. I, you, I you mean, there, there central are, western Canada. You can just walk back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. It's not even hopping over a fence. Or even driving through like an opening in the fence, it's no fence. Okay, so let me so, modify yeah. what yeah, I'm yeah, saying: yeah, is yeah. this? Let's yeah. assume you can cross into Canada legally and not get and, in trouble, yeah, and not have to yeah. show papers, and you can go, "Hey, I'm Paul Gaines, and I'm going to go to this airport and kind of check out some composite stuff and see if I can get a job." And you could go there and work without, yeah, without any restrictions, work visas, or what, anything do, like do that. Do you think it'll kind of stay? Because here's what I think. I think it's going to kind of stay the same-ish, more or less. I don't think it's going to change too much, but you also, you're also you also talking about a very, very radical uh, thing. Now, they already did this in Europe, and it's kind of worked, and there's some things that worked and some things that didn't with the with the EU. You well, know, you sure, had, you they, had, they you try s- to lessen the control a little bit. Well, but they now did. they're going back. Now they're going back. Well, they're kind of – well, it's, a lot of that has to do with a lot of those – a lot of refugees, which, again – Start taking in refugees from an area of the world that the, that people want to seek refuge from. You're going to get some of the people that they're seeking refuge from. Yes, that's and that's that's just a thing. But I'm saying the uh, the uh, Brexit is going on. I think what there's another country now that's wanting to get the fuck out of it. Is it, it Italy? I think Germany. Oh, Germany. Had, yeah. Germany had said that they kind of want to get out of it. They're but the they, economic powerhouse. They they're, are. Everybody's. And, yeah. They're also. Yeah. They're carrying everybody on their back now. Here, here's the thing, though. You know how Germany, like they're hardcore apologists for the the the, the you know yeah. Nazi party oops. and sorry, oops, my bad. But they're very they're very and they're respectful about it and they're like we realize you know we fucked up and we won't fuck up again. We promise. We have laws to prevent it. We have controls in place. Like this is never going to happen again. Uh, and so you've got people in Europe that like other countries that are speaking against Germany and said you know one of the reasons why we were in the fucking dark ages after 1945 is because you guys caused a lot of fucking damage and it's taken 70 years to rebuild a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you want to if you want to complain about being the economic powerhouse in the EU, maybe it's your fucking turn. That's kind of a fucked up stance, but I've heard that as commentators and I've heard 
you know, prime ministers of, of different countries say not that in those exact words, but mm-hmm. but that same kind of, you know, you're the economic powerhouse right now because you're the one that still has the stable economy. Mm-hmm. So or has the, the the best or the fastest growing and you have your germ, your fucking Germany. You can well, do anything. And, and you and can do German, anything. Germans like to design and build things and be hyper efficient at it. Yeah. And performance vehicles and so, machine tools. I, and, I don't know if that ex- the experiment in the EU has uh, failed. I wouldn't call it failed. A lot of people have said it's failed. There's a lot of Europeans that would not say it's failed. They're like, it's nice that it's nice that I was born in, and raised in Rome, and I decided I don't want to live here anymore, and I can go anywhere in the EU and work without I, a visa. Or anything like that. I wonder what the average European, and well, that's a dumb statement because there's because all the different countries and ages. But I wonder what the average European thinks about having a euro as opposed to a Swiss franc, let's say, or a yeah. German mark. I wonder if they, or if they don't even give a shit. I or wonder I, if they, I, th- I kind of wonder if they just don't. Like I think maybe they don't. Like, like the older I, people I, do. I think they probably want. I we they want our German marks because back. they remember that the way it was before, and they kind of liked it, but. The, one of the reasons that they did, they pushed the EU. In, I mean, I mean, what the way one of the reasons why it was uh, pushed in the very beginning was uh, was to prevent so, uh, nationalism, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, rise of nationalism in Europe has directly contributed to two world wars. Yeah, mostly more the first world war, but the second world war was a real problem too because you beat down they beat down Germany mm-hmm. Treaty of Versailles was pretty fucking harsh oh, yeah. a lot of people don't realize that I don't think they go over that in the uh, y- yes in, 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 in history books in high school Porsche had no idea what the Treaty of Versailles she knew what it was she didn't know what it did to Germany and a lot and, of it was they, they, the way theory is also if it wasn't quite as harsh as it was it may never have, may never, may have been a reboot in, called World War II exactly uh, exactly what do they call it? World uh, World War Part Two, Nazi Boogaloo. I I saw that. <laughs> I saw that as a headline, like a fake headline or something. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, it's all very complicated. But I kind of wonder about the Canada and the U.S. thing. I don't think it's going to happen within the next decade, right? Um, because in order for two countries to completely come together and totally open up their their borders and Canada's, not, Canada's about to legalize weed. The entire Can- entire country. Canada Canada has already Justin Trudeau, which love him or hate him, he's still the prime minister. Mm-hmm. I I like his humanitarian side. I like the way he speaks. I like the way he's not. He's he's he seems nice and he's sweet, and he's you know your typical Canadian. Not typical Canadian, but he has a typical Canadian because he's rich as fuck. Mm-hmm. No, the typical Canadian mentality of just in general being nice. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being standoffish, but he's not intimidated by anybody. No, uh, at all. Which and, and, I, and I Trump that. always going to go Trump. up there and, and kind of intimidate with his certain way. He's going to shake his hand and control it. And it, Trudeau knew that it was going to. He's like, he what? Knew, he's dude. like, I'm no. I could yeah. whip this guy's ass. Yeah. Do you know that when he was up and coming, like in in politics, that he did a fight. Uh, for charity, a yes. boxing match for yes. charity. I heard about that. Yeah, Jesus, I discovered that. I saw the poster for it, and he's all shirtless. I sent it to Jasmine. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What do you think of this?" And she's like, "I've always loved that poster. I've <laughs> kind of wanted to have that poster hanging up on my wall." <laughs> and she's like, "I love that man." Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. And Trudeau was like, oh, "I'm, I, you, we don't have the same values, and that's the thing. You'd have to have the same values, and mm-hmm. they won't do it if NAFTA didn't." NAFTA worked, but it didn't bring us together as much as I think Clinton thought 
I just yeah. I mean I was young when NAFTA went in and but I've had I, I know, remember 30, all I remember all years. the all the everything about it. I'm not everything, but I remember it being pushed and all this kind of stuff and it sounded reasonable at the time, I'm pretty sure to most people. They thought, okay. But Perot didn't like it, obviously. No, Perot didn't yeah. like it because he was gonna lose money on it. And he yeah. did lose money on it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sorry, you're worth two and a half billion dollars in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You can stand to maybe lose a little bit just so that we, the rest of us can benefit. Yeah. I know that's a real commie socialist thing to it say, but is. he had several billion dollars. Yeah, he was going to, yeah. That he made. In, in living in Texas. It was yeah. Right, he was right on the border. He was yeah. going to affect his. Uh, but still, anyway, to get back to the uh, the Im, more the, Im, the free immigration or free movement of people, you know, there's a lot of people that, that say that, you know, these countries really, they don't really matter. They're just it's it's just it's teams. It's a team to root for. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm I I'm not a, I I would call myself I wouldn't even call myself a hardcore Ohio State fan. I identify as an Ohio State fan because I'm from Ohio, a family that lives there. But I mean, it's it, uh, it's not worth killing somebody over. Well, some people believe in things that are even less of an institution than all the Ohio State. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And will kill people over. <clears throat> so until you eliminate the reasons for those people just kill, wanting to kill each other, I don't think we're all going to get along. Certain people are on the team of uh, college teams or whatever want to kill each other too. You're yeah. on the wrong college. I mean, they literally want to kill each yeah. other. Yeah, well, I mean. And this, is that not dumb? It's pretty stupid. I mean, there, but there are a few out there. Yeah, so. there's idiots out there that do that. That It's, it's mob the mob, mob yeah. mentality. But that can be applied to, uh, to nationalism and, and, yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah. But, uh, hey, let's take a break. Let's do that. All right. We're going to be back with more uh, nationalism talk. Yeah. <laughs> Nationalism does nothing but teach you how to hate people that you never met. And all of a sudden you take pride in accomplishments you had no part in whatsoever. And you brag about, you know, like the Americans and go, fuck the French. Fuck the French. If we hadn't saved their ass in two world wars, they'd be speaking German right now. You go, oh, was that us? That was us? Was, was that me and you, Tommy? We saved the French? Jesus. I know I blacked out a little bit after that fourth shot of Jägermeister last night, but I don't, I don't remember. I know we went through to Wendy's drive-thru. We we're going to get one of them fresh set of sandwiches. It looked so alluring on the commercial, but then we ordered it and realized we had no money and we had to ditch out before the second window. And those douchebags in line behind us with the bass music probably got our order and out. We laughed about that, but I don't remember saving the French. Oh, I, I went through the last 10 calls on my cell phone and there's nothing incoming or outgoing to the French looking for muscle on a project. I checked my pants, there's no mud stains on the knees from where we were garroting krauts in the trenches at Verdun. I think we didn't do anything but watch sports bloopers while we got hammered. I think we should shut the fuck up. stuff tradition and heritage it's dead people's baggage quit carrying it did you make it up no it's passed on to me pass it back (laughs) 
every immigration argument that you hear, they, they never come from a, like, well, how does it affect you personally? Well, you know, these immigrants, they come to our country, they burden our tax system. What they do is they come here and they get into our education system and our health care, and I gotta pay the taxes. My taxes have to pay that. Well, what the fuck are you doing to me? Every time you have a kid, every time you have a kid because it's American, I should pull up a chaise lounge and wave a flag while 15 of those things come out of you, pay every, oh, I can't wait to pay for these, they're American. I have a vasectomy and an abortion on my record, but I can't wait for all your fucking fat Midwestern kids to come out of here. What are you, Catholic? Come on, be fruitful and multiply. Love it, love it. I'll get a second job. No, keep. Well, these immigrants, they don't fuck, they don't speak the language. Then don't talk to them. Well, I solved your problem. That was quick. You know who speaks the language perfectly? Your next door neighbor. You've lived there eight and a half years. You've never said one fucking word to that guy. You avert eye contact should you check the mail at the same time. <laughs> so why would you give a shit with the guy selling ganip ganops in a cart in the park speech? It's none of your fucking business. And all, this, all the cliched arguments like that, well, they're, they're lazy, they're shiftless, and they're criminals and all this. They, all those arguments go against the main cliched argument of their taking American jobs. I live on the Mexican border. I live seven miles off the Mexican border in a town, Bisbee, Arizona, a little town. I can go out any day and watch Border Patrol arresting these guys by the dozen, 11 at a time out of a Dodge Omni, like a clown car with plastic cuffs. And you're right, they don't speak the language and they probably have no education. They don't have fucking shoes half the time. They're like barefoot and tattered castaway like Gilligan's Island shorts and hey, the fucking dirty t-shirt and dehydrated wandering a desert for four days. And if that guy is as qualified for your job as you are, you're a fucking loser of such epic, humiliating proportions. I would be ashamed to have anyone find out that guy took my job. He doesn't speak English. What, did they do your job training in pantomime, shithead? <laughs> oh, see it coming. Point, point. I see it, point, point. Crank, 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 crank. You're out of here, mullethead. That guy's more qualified. Fucking asshole, you should have tried harder. Nobody bitches about immigrants taking their job if that person has skills of any level. Not here, fucking brain surgeon sitting around the Beverly Hills Hotel Lounge. You know what really chaps my ass, Barry? Scandinavian fellas are coming over taking all our good neurosurgery positions. The Norwegians specifically. I say we down ourselves a bottle of Jack Daniels and go stomp us some Ouija ass. The first Ouija we see. We jump, jump out of that explorer and pound him. Fucking immigrants. All started with that Einstein. Once they brought him over from Germany and we didn't have any good genius jobs, it was a trickle-down effect. Oh, we're back. Formal education. We got. We got. Uh, <laughs> you're like a fucking. Is it Charlie Rose? Is he the guy that was on the 700 Club? 
No. Who was the guy that go? That was. Okay, wrong. You, you, so-and-so. And it would go, like, to the next person. I think it was the 700 Club. That wasn't Charlie Rose. He was a Who? he was an interview guy. He was gotcha. Charlie Rose was a, oh, good Lord. Can't remember the 700 Club. I'm trying not to. Yeah. What was the point? What did he say? Uh, there, it was just a discussion. The, 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 never mind. Okay. So we started off with a real heady topic. And we're just going to finish with another heavy right. topic. Speaking of heavy topics, he, Joe took, I don't know, I don't know how many capsules he took. One. That's all it takes. So One it's itchy as fuck, people. So itchy everywhere. I've got hives, like, on my belly and, my like, uh, like the underside of my arms. Something is really irritating me in this uh, in this office. And I didn't spray this is any, day two. Didn't spray any bug spray. Didn't come in through here and again clean anything differently. I, I have no idea. I'm thinking something. It's just wind. Blew something wind, off the wind off the baggery. Wind no bag. wind baggery. It's the I'm finally uh, <laughs> no more bally. <laughs> no more ballyhoo and tomfoolery. <laughs> I don't mind if you putt from the rough. Putt putt putt, putt from the rough. <laughs> Jesus, I you know I I bet I've seen Goodwill Hunting two hundred times all the way through two hundred times. <laughs> I can consist. The, I, I can. I can. Honestly from say the it. rough. What, what, from the rough. Like, yeah, you're about to give me a throw just now. Oh man. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we were. Uh, yeah. So I took the Benadryl. So if I start to my speech slows down, mm-hmm. or if I don't make any sense, just fucking throw some water at me, and I'll be good for another five minutes. All right. So this topic we have spoken about before, and pa- a little bit. It bears, think, but it bears it, kind of repeating a little it bit. It does. It's part of the uh, economy, and it even has to do with immigration, in a way. It really C- it, certain jobs. It, it does. So it, the um, I forget how we got on the topic a while back. Not when we were texting a few days ago. Uh, the marketable skills, like I don't have a lot of marketable skills that I can put down on paper, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know plenty of college graduates out there that don't that, that have all these marketable skills that were good thirty years ago, mm-hmm. even though they just graduated from college. And I was telling, I was asking you, you know, when you were in high school, because mm-hmm. you were roughly not quite a full generation apart, but where mm-hmm. you know when you were in high school, did they shit on? Trade schools. Nope. And because I remember people making fun of the people who decided to go to a trade school. Yep. At the tail end of high or at the, like in the middle, halfway through high school, they decided they were going to become a diesel mechanic or computer programming or, well, uh, I mean, all sorts of different. The chef school, they had all sorts of shit at this one. It was a vocational tech school. It was a Votech high school. It was a two year school mm-hmm. in the county. And if you, at the end of your sophomore year, you decided. I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to go to this trade school to be a diesel mechanic. Those people got made fun of. They were the dirty kids. They were the poor kids. They were mm-hmm. the dumb kids. They were the retards, so to speak. That's how that culture was, and it was pushing pushing college so hard. And I learned this from Mike Rowe. I, I shit you not. It's like the first person to ever really explain the concept of the uh, workforce problem that we have currently because we don't have a lot of Machinists, the the ones we do have are aging and they're about to retire. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of machinists. We don't have a lot of fabricators, certified welders, that, 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 these kinds of trades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they don't have skilled trades. They're like we have a shortage of them, but we have a glut of people with psych degrees, English degrees, things like that that are doing. They're 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 making me coffee. Yes, you know, and that's a, and it's a sad fact. But if you go back twenty two years or so, whenever I was like. 
partway through uh, or just getting into high school, they weren't pushing the trades at all, like at like fucking at all. So to answer your question, yeah. we had that in junior high school and high school. I remember in junior high school, you could do uh, auto shop, uh, welding, uh, wood shop, and um, God, there was another one too. I can't remember at the moment. But, uh, and I took I took welding and some kind of a wood shop thing. I know we made certain kind of, kind of a cool cutting board was one of the projects, like a multi-laminate thing. And you learn how to cut things, squeeze with glue together, sand them, oil it. All, all, your, kind of all your kind of basics, yeah. yeah. So it was that. And we did uh, some welding. We did mainly oxyacetylene and maybe some arc welding also. Uh, and that was junior high school. So I was, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, something like that. So we had similar. Now this is I'm going to two different schools. So in uh, in junior high in Ohio we had industrial tech, which is your shop class, which was <clears throat> that that uh, that teacher he had a, a great concept. You you throughout the semester you were building a section of a house. Mm-hmm. So you had to do the framing, the electrical, the roofing, the truss, set the truss, mm-hmm. all that. And at each group you had a group of four or five people that handled that one thing and you had to delegate and every each class period you had a foreman all right this is the project for today and they were like the project manager you had to do like and part of your final was when the mr mauer was a guy's name when mr mauer come around part of the final he'd look at everything he would measure he would use a a square and a level make sure everything was square and level plumb and whatnot and uh and then he would flip the switch he had a light switch that went up to a light Mm -hmm. and an outlet I remember and seeing it, things and like this, and it had to work. Yeah. If it didn't work, you got immediately you you did not get you got you got ten percentage points off on your final grade. Mm-hmm. So like if you if if you did everything else perfect and you got an A in the class, you were going to get a B, and it was everybody in the group. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That was the only stroke of brilliance I ever saw in any sort of elective type class in Ohio. Now when I moved out to Kingman. Kingman actually had it going on, man. They had a full-blown auto shop, two or three bays with lifts. That was really cool. They were doing some really cool shit out of there, building, built a dragster mm-hmm. uh, that they raced in Vegas and Phoenix and whatnot, and actually out here at the airport. And um, and there was a, I took an agriculture class. And in the ag class, we didn't do a lot of anything really uh, to, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. but there were a few things we did do. Like we did some welding, which was actually the first time I ever touched an arc welder mm-hmm. and a TIG and a MIG. We did, we did that just j- more, not for any, they did, we didn't really learn anything. It was two or three days and we got to fuck around with it, mm-hmm. but it was there. There was a welding shop, like a machine shop at the high school. Uh, and then, you know, drip irrigation systems and things like that things we learned how to do that it was all free child labor for the high school mm-hmm. but we still learn how to put those in i still know how to put in a drip irrigation system we had um drafting classes too oh had, shit i would have taken a drafting class oh yeah me- mechanical drawing and that kind of stuff and then i remember i um, went to went to a couple different colleges if you will but i went to auburn for a little while but i also went to a place called southern tech which was kind of a division of georgia tech and I went there for, I guess, only about a year. Is that the Kennesaw? No, it was not the same oh. school. It was in the same general area, but Kennesaw was not. And this was this was considered an engineering university, if you will, small. But it was also a hands-on stuff as well. So what they had was um, 
there was they had they had mills and lays like like metal stuff, but he also had engineering courses like strength of materials and that kind of. So what you would do though is you would make your own samples of stuff. You would turn your own things and then test them on on your strength of materials class. So really, to be honest, now looking back on it, that's exactly what needs to be happening right now. But a lot of people then, if you went to Southern Tech, you well, you couldn't get into Georgia Tech, and you were not going to be a real quote real engineer. And we spoke about this before also, how it's a different culture in Germany, for example, how you have to know how to do stuff with your hands. Otherwise, you are not going to get an engineering degree. Yeah, you, it just won't happen. Yeah. And I've, I feel true engineering schools at least in, in this country are, this, are, are that same way. Yeah, and the U of A school, because they have mechanical, electrical, civil. There's another one, aerospace. Yeah. They have all like the four big ones at, at U of A, and it's... I don't think any of them are actually on the main campus because those schools of engineering are so big and so mm-hmm. hands-on for all of that. Well, here's what's interesting. We've got this kid here that you know that works for uh, one of the companies that manufactures out here, and he, I took him flying, or he's been flying with me before. And um, Is the he, one that works for ASU? Yeah, uh, it goes, yeah. yeah, he's doing this sort of satellite stuff. But he's when he's on, when he's on breaks, and, and so he came from King. When he's on breaks, he works with... Uh, bracket aircraft and he's learning how to run mills and lays and he's making parts for this satellite crap and he says and nobody else back in ASU they go back there and they actually have built something and everybody else hasn't done their part because they don't know how to do it and they don't know where to go oh man but but this kid is doing okay in school he's probably getting B's or even not so good but he's he's working with Scott's company they're actually designing and building things which is a pedigree I mean oh, that, that's oh, something yeah. it, it, oh, in, yeah. in, in the right industries people know exactly I would who, much who rather have is. this this kid to do because he wants to help me develop some things here too and he, we could he'll help man we can do this I'll design it we can build it over there at Scott's place I mean I would much rather have that and but that's that's right now where we're falling behind where there needs to be some emphasis and I don't know I mean we all know this I what, think what, I actually what, what, think what it's Mike, starting to change a little bit it's just we're not seeing it because I, 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 I'm only privy to it just because I asked my kid about why, it. Why is there not, not nut, why is there not some kind of presidential executive order sort of thing or a mandate like during a, uh, during a, a, a State of the Union address kind of moment or even screw that, do, you go do a fireside chat kind of thing like FDR used to, or whatever and say, right. here's the reality. Here's, you know, Germany is, is doing well in, in, in some rough parts of the, uh, you know, Europe, you know, the economic powerhouse. And we're, we're very strong in education, obviously, with Stanford University and MIT. And there's a lot of brains out there. And right. Shit, a lot of brain. And these guys do build projects, too. They've got labs where they do build things. But there's still a large chunk of our economy and education in the middle, a big piece in the middle of just basic knowledge of how to do stuff. And what, why is it the free market supposed to step in and solve this problem? I get it. Free market. Okay. Blah, well, blah, you, blah. The, the free market could step in and solve the problem. And you know, and they have, that's where you started. They started in the nineties, the 80, late eighties, early nineties started importing talent. Because, okay. it wasn't, because it wasn't here. So that's the that, so that that free market that's, stepping that, in. There's your free market okay. stepping in and, and, and fixing that. Then do we want to depend? If we're going to go back to nationalism, bringing that back in. Do we, right. want, do we want to depend on other people from other countries to come here and do stuff? Or are we going to buck up and actually do things? And it's interesting, by the way, to design and build and come up with a new It It, it really is. I've never done it. I shouldn't say that. I have. I mean, I've 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 improved. I've taken one something and improved on it mm-hmm. uh, several times. But I wish I had the, that knowledge. Again, it's a, a something I was talking about with my father uh, yesterday. 
was I don't know like I can I could if somebody really put a gun to my head I could probably fix or build damn near anything if I really put my mind to it because mm-hmm. I know I'm but, fairly intelligent but the problem but is, I don't know shit about electrical stuff problem I is fucking putting, know nothing putting a gun to your head so I understand what you're saying and that's true with probably not a lot of people I, but, but I people. but I never learned those just basic skills like I really don't I know I but, just yeah. Listen to me, because what I'm saying is there's a difference. It's a carrot or the stick. You know, the stick meaning you're going to do this in the gun to your head, or or the carrot is I love the idea. It's like some people don't have a passion about, you know, I've always had a passion with composite things because what, you know, and, and people say, how did this happen? I don't know why it happened. I remember the moment that I saw, we spoke about this, whatever the first high-performance composite sailplane, it, was, it made an impact because it was such a different thing. And like, I have to know how this is made. I have to. It was just. It was a need. I had was, no. Yeah. I had no choice. It was like someone injected me with this. I I need to know this. How do you create that thing? You know. And it was just. It, why did I glom onto that and not some other beautiful piece of metalwork? I don't know. But that's what it was. It's what, whatever it was, man. It's whatever you're into, yeah. and it struck you. And that's what a lot of people don't have. So I feel fortunate. And again, that wasn't, you know, I was around it because of my father in aviation. He flew gliders. But he certainly didn't say, this is the future. Composites is the way of the future. You need to focus on this. It never even once even came close to saying that. But I would just oogled and like, this is the most fascinating and beautiful flying machine ever, you know, and how, and then learning eventually how efficient they are and then the history of it in Germany and all that. Now that now that brings in history of World War II, which goes back to World War One. I. I mean, yeah. it's this huge thing, and why the Germans are good at what they did with sailplanes. And um, anyhow, but but this this these kind of skills and composites should be taught at a tra- MCC ought to be. And we talked about that a little bit about having schools there. But but why isn't that a focus of the? Is it is it the country's business? You know, because we're a free country. Should we guide, should we steer the education system around or just there it is if you're interested it, in it? Should it be at the state level or should it be at the, the national level? Or, I, or anywhere. I believe it should be at the national level and it, at 100%. And, it, and I, I don't know. I, I, have, I, have weird, I have weird views on our educational system because I've, I've been influenced by a really tremendous educational system in Ohio, a really uh, not so great here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But now that I've got a kid from birth to almost 18 has now graduated high school, I can honestly say that the biggest factor has nothing to do with the school or school district. The mm-hmm. biggest factor is the parents. Sure. So that's a whole other discussion in and of itself. What if, but okay. I can tell you that there is a much bigger, uh, there's a much bigger emphasis now on the trades. Where in, in, now, in, in our schools here now? Yes, are, have, they, have they opened up? Have they absolutely no? There's a ton of Porsche, of Porsche's peers that have gone are going on to uh, tech schools and trade schools. Absolutely, seriously, yeah, okay. absolutely, including her her cousin Zach, who's now has an apprenticeship to uh, at, uh, uh, I forget the welding shop, the shop like a very well known in town. I shit, I can't think of what they're called. Anyway, Laren. Uh, it's not Laren, but he actually had expressed interest in working at Laren. Once he, he wants to become a certified welder mm-hmm. and then become a certified machinist, two okay. things that he can do actually locally. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Really, Zach? That's that's badass, man!" And you have a 
an apprenticeship. He goes, yeah, they're going to, and they're going to pay for me to become certified. I just have to work for them for three years. So why wouldn't I do that? And I'm like, I don't know, man. And, and I said, how many people are in that class with you? And he's like, a bunch of people I went to school with. Mm-hmm. So like, all right, good. and I asked him, I said, well, how'd you find out about that? It's all my counselor was talking about the trades and this and this and this. And, this. Like, and then I asked Portia and she said, yeah, they're doing a big emphasis on that because not everybody, uh, it's, a, it's like not everybody is cut out for college. Fine. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'm probably not cut out for college. You know, I, it was a struggle for me to work full time and go to school. Maybe if I only went to school, if, if I'd done it, quote, right. If I only went to school uh, school and didn't work. Yeah, but you're not dumb when your brain a, works yeah, no, I, reasonably well. I understand that. I probably should have gone into one of the trades. Okay. Or become an, some sort of an engineer or something. Anyway. I think in, in Germany, it, when, when I think in high school, they kind of determined they almost, and this could be a problem. We could They do. Up. It's several they kind aptitude. of go, okay, you're, you can go to college and you're not going to go to college or whatever. Well, it's, it's kind al- of it's almost in aptitude. They do tons yeah. of aptitude tests in very various different ways. You know, they, they, they kind of point you in the direction of, you know, uh, unskilled trade or skilled trade or uh, college medicine, so on and so forth, uh, down the certain track. But they don't force you. They just let you know, based off of all of these tests, this is probably the direction you should go. You might be allergic to sausage, this sausage. I didn't eat any today, did I? Yeah, I did. Because... I think the last time. Why would I be allergic to summer sausage all of a sudden? Yeah, Joe likes a sausage. I didn't have. Oh, did I have some yesterday? I did have some yesterday. I'm just. I'm. I'm trying to figure this out. Why are you sitting there? We're having a great discussion, and all of a sudden you just like. We'll come back to it. Maybe you're allergic to this sausage. I'm thinking myself. There is nothing different here. But the last couple times we've been here, we've eaten that sausage. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you've got a, a. Maybe it's a weird freaking additive they got in that I've sausage. A, I've officially developed a, a summer sausage allergy. <laughs> you, I'm you don't Well, want, my life is over. You don't want any more of my summer sausage? Um, no. I've have <laughs> I've taken as much of your sausage as I possibly can. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, but you have a whole generation of people of my own personal generation that were they didn't emphasize skilled trades at all, at all. The emphasis was on college, and now what do we have? In fact, a lot of these things were pulled out of schools, if I understand it. Absolutely, like they, yeah. We don't even, like, they don't even teach welding anymore, this or that. Well, or, they do, but mm-hmm. they, have, they, they don't have it in the schools. Oh. That's what I found out is that that's how Zach found out. My Porsche's, he's my, Zach's my nephew. Uh, when he, uh, uh, that's how he found out about the welding program at the at the MCC as he went on a tour there and they said yeah we've got this after school thing you can go and fart around and did that okay and went to their welding does that count thing. for to get credits for that you get for farting around i don't think well, so <laughs> after school <laughs> oh it's after school welding no, stuff no he, he didn't do that they didn't have that during oh. you it's too much of a liability i asked him about that and he's like i have to be 18 well there's another problem too you, that it well it is Again, then you get back to the litigious nature of our society, God and it's a problem. It. Yeah, that's it's too much liability. It's too much liability letting teenagers try and put metal together with fire. You know, if like, I, I thought, get it. you know, I, I have insurance when I take people flying. It's not like millions of dollars, but it, it exists. 
But but there are people out there that that I know, pilots that won't take anybody flying because they're just worried they're going to get sued or someone's going to say something bad about them and that maybe they thought they were going to be raped while they were in the air. I, I don't know. But it's, it's uh, you know, th- there are people that... It's so hard to rape somebody in your plane. <laughs> it's got autopilot. Oh, my God. And there it is. <laughs> I was trying to make people feel safe. But no. Yeah, the, there's the rape rapist pilot that's in down out there at the airport. It's a very rapey looking plane. It is. Cirrus SR-22 might as well be called a Rape 1000. <laughs> rape 1000. That's so horrible. SR Cirrus Rapist. Serial Rapist 22. 22. <laughs> if, they, if they knew, they'd call me Serial Rapist 44. That's a terrible <laughs> Con Air joke. That was for you, Dano. <laughs> the, uh, you know Johnny 23, you know what we're talking about? Yes. You know, Con Air. Yeah, yes. Danny Trejo. Con Air airplanes out here. You know, it is. Got, there was someone talking about that airplane and what he was doing with it or not. I mean, that, that airplane may never fly again. Seriously. It's too bad. I think you yeah. should buy it. No. Should. Buy, no. Or some um, plastic, so. All right, so, so. Um, anyway. That's the, yeah, the lie. Oh, I was going to say about the, the, just as an example, people being afraid. I mean, really, I wouldn't be doing this business. I mean, if I just thought about the liability out there across the board, you know, it would drive you damn nuts. because, And that's what well, we are. It's amazing that you're able to separate from that because, you know the realities of it. You've been around yeah. people that died. You've scrubbed blood out of co- the cockpit of planes you're repairing. Like you've more done, than once. I mean, you've you I've stored know, aircraft here where friends of mine that were killed in. Not here exactly, but my previous it, job. Yeah. Right, and you know, you know the risk. You absolutely know. Yeah. Yet you still do it. I must have a learning disability. No, 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 no. Because if you think about, if you're scared of all the things out there that could heal, kill you or fuck you up or damage you financially, no one would ever leave anywhere and go and do anything. Yeah, I, and and there's plenty of people out there that do that, and that's fucking fine. If you want to, if you want to not want to roam, you don't want to explore, you want to just be happy in your shitty little bubble. Go to Chili's on Friday night. Go home to your stupid three bedroom, two bath house in your Yukon. That's fine. You drive the economy. Good yeah. for you. The rest of us kind of want to take a risk. Well, there's no question that my parents were the opposite of helicopter parents. You know, so... Yeah, didn't they, like, kick you out in the snow and shit? Like, they just... More or less. <laughs> it was that, you know, The well, Gaines gravy train is over. over. They, they <laughs> kick you out. I'm saying... They kick you out of the giant red brick house that's 3,000 square when, feet. When you grow, you know, if I was in the Air Force, flew, flew small, whatever. So you're around that, and so you're just born into it, and... People just fly around you. That's what happens. You just do it. So it's so obviously, if you're in aviation, many other things you're not gonna shy away from. Although some like motorcycles, my father said was that's the worst thing you could do is own a motorcycle and drive Your it around. father flew magic flying machines for many many decades and motorcycles. His his he's argument. Right, he's 100 percent correct in whatever his argument is well, going to be. It mainly is is that in an airplane, if you're a decent pilot for the most part, because it's pilot error that things happen, then right. you're going to be more or less knock on wood. Okay, that's the vast majority of that. But in a motorcycle, there's a lot of idiots that will pull out in front of you, and you're just a road pizza. It, it's you know? and it's typically not the motorcyclist that that caused their death or injury. Yeah. It's somebody else. Mm-hmm. It, it, it that is absolutely true and and uh, yeah but no he's he's right uh even still to this day he's right yeah but anyway uh so so yeah so now we're about talking about the liability and that's why they pull them out of schools the auto shop i remember there i remember there were a number of injuries in junior high school there in fact there was someone that was killed i believe while i was going to school at that junior high school in auto shop and 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 i don't remember exactly what happened but i 
recall with one of the fan blades in the um, you know the cooling fan, radiator cooling fan, let go and caught him right in the forehead. Slight, Holy got, shit! Got somehow I don't know how that would have happened. Uh, you know I don't know if he was screwing around, but I, I remember kind of what he looks like and seeing in the newspaper. And my sister I think was more his age and she knew him. I think it might have been even a friend of hers or something. Jesus. But, but so the shit happens. Yeah. You know, it it does. It's it's rarely on purpose. Yeah, there is some negligence that happens, and but sometimes it's just chance, like that. Like that that radiator fan probably spun five hundred million revolutions before it spun a blade off, mm-hmm. and it just so happened there was a human right there. Yeah, it was leaning it was over the time, looking down at something. And yeah, let go and boom. Now I did see I oof, I I've seen a few industrial accidents happen with I'm sure you have. involving cars. Uh, one of the worst was uh, a buddy of mine many many years ago had this uh, blue S10 blazer that he had done. He he put all sorts of cool shit in it. It was a very I was it was about a 10 second because mm-hmm. uh, the S10 blazer is one of the smaller ones, early 90s, right? And uh, so he had it at another friend's house while he was off doing a job in like Tennessee or something like that. And he said, "Hey, the Kingman Street Drags are next weekend. Do you guys mind taking the blazer?" into my shop and uh, adjust because it had a roller uh, rocker arms. Mm-hmm. So adjust the lifters and, you know, adjust the gaps and just give it a, a, a one over, adjust the timing, make sure it's in good shape. So that, cause he was flying in like the morning, uh, the morning, like before the street tracks. Mm-hmm. So he wanted it in tip top shape. So well, that's fine. Well, he was, he was the guy that I was tuning it up with was using a uh, screwdriver to, turn it over you know i had to pull the coil wire off mm-hmm. so it spins over so you get to top dead center and you go through and adjust i assume you've adjusted rockers you know what i'm yes. talking about yeah. so uh he was using that screwdriver to bump the starter solenoid over and it put his elbow on the body panel right next to where the starter solenoid was actually bolted it was the external solenoid you know mm-hmm. and, it, and it bolted and it. i mean it, we're talking high 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 amperage voltage mm-hmm. or high amperage voltage High amperage going through 60, 70 amps. Mm-hmm. They say like 30 amps is enough to stop your heart. Yeah. And it did? I, well, I ended up taking him to the ER because he had an irregular heart rate. Even mm-hmm. at 20, it was like 20. I could I could feel a pulse. I mean, he had, he passed out for half a second. He woke up and he didn't feel right. He couldn't catch his breath. And I listened or I felt his heart, like or felt his pulse, and it was just all over the place. It wasn't regular. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fast. It wasn't slow. It was everything. So we ended up going to the hospital. Hmm. And uh, he like he had ended up with permanent damage. Wow! Saw that happen. Saw jack stand fail. Mm-hmm. Jack stand fail ended up transporting my coworker to uh, in my truck, to, not my old truck, but mm-hmm. 15 years ago to the hospital, and he had crushed uh, breastplate, eight broken ribs, wow. bruised pelvis, bruised spine, bruised that, that all these horrible liquid diet for three or four weeks because he bruised all a bunch of his internal internal organs just scary shit sure. but the thing is is that that's not negligence that's accidental it's an yes. accidental it's a thing but because of litigious society you can't have kids learning how to work on cars well i shouldn't say that you do like they have a an auto shop at porsche's high school or mm-hmm. now former high school they have an auto shop there but they don't have much of anything else well it's interesting because we've got again talking about europe particularly Germany, they have a lot more of this, and because of our legal system, as we keep talking about, they 
we have freedom over here, right? We have the Second Amendment. We can go out and fire guns all over the place. And that's that's one area that's really kind of funny, right? That's I really- almost would, would trade one one or more for the freedom from lawsuits, like to to just get rid of tort law and have no right. No litigation so, whatsoever. So I'm saying there are, there are fewer guns like that, obviously, in Europe and in Germany. But they, they have a lot more kind of extreme sports that we don't really do here as, as much. Because I think it's all, you know, lawsuit kind of stuff. You have a lot of those, uh, uh, like, base jumping type guys scooting around the mountains. There's a lot more of that going on. They right. have different other kinds of racing. There's a whole lot more glider activity. And the flying is very expensive over there. But they, they still do because they, they limit damages you know you you can't it's not the fucking jackpot you know millions and millions and millions right. of dollars it's some set number and it's kind of low well you know, it's they, a few hundred thousand dollars or something like that it's you know it's so i don't know if that's right either if you lose a life but they just accepted that we are this technological culture and we have these things and shit happens yeah the faster we go the more electricity we use the the more ragged edge of getting away from being pure humans to some mixture in between you know what i mean because that's what we were kind of becoming mm-hmm. right like what what are we what, i gotta we carry a phone with us mm-hmm. we have get into a car that's practically automated and you kind of become part of the car mm-hmm. so like as we get further away from being just a body and adding all these other things on top of it things are just going to happen mm-hmm. things will just happen and and the, the statistically the more people that do it the more it's going to happen and it's just a thing yeah. I mean, look at the a prime example of Germany's lack of liability laws. My favorite examples would be uh, we have the, the Autobahn, of course, over there. Well, too. well I see the auto. See, I don't know about the Autobahn. I think that's more about efficiency than anything. Mm-hmm. But if the, if you can get from point A to point B ten times faster than that guy, that guy can stay all the way over in the right lane, and you breeze by him. Just move the and, traffic. And along. by the way, if you're going slow and li- they don't screw around with giving you, it's a serious oh, yeah, they, fine. They will fucking find the shit out. Oh, of Oh, it's like a thousand dollars or something, and they don't they don't dick around with that, which is exactly what they should do over here. By the way, yep. I really, I really. So you have, well, I mean, the Audubon's one thing, but you have those, uh, the little didn't you, summertime. Did, didn't you mention that too? I'm sorry. I was, just bring, I was just going to bring it okay. up after this. Okay. The little bobsled things like yeah. the summer that they have at ski resorts in the summertime where you sit in them and yeah. they go on a track. Yeah. Have you seen those things? They're kind of cool. They're, they're really fucking, cool. they look like goddamn death traps. I'm just thinking. But they're kind of cool. <laughs> shit would never fly in, in the States. Yeah. And then you can literally drive to uh, the Nürburgring. Right, famous mm-hmm. racetrack. Pay your ten euros, mm-hmm. and they'll go. Okay, up here's where your start line is, and this is your start time. Loop around back when you're done, and mm-hmm. you can drive any vehicle, any speed on that that mm-hmm. you want. Anything, literally. I I watched a a like a 15 minute video of nothing but clips of people driving the most ridiculous, weird shit on the on the on the Nurburgring, Nurburgring yeah. just to see what they can do. I mean vans with murals painted on the side of them <laughs> just mm-hmm. pickup trucks semis i mean there's all sorts of shit but they don't have i mean we you would never find that here it's an alien concept to us because you can't do that here you just you 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 couldn't here's also another driving difference too and i don't know how many countries have this but at least in germany it's the case it, when um the traffic light changes from red to green also the yellow light comes up too it lets you know that it's about to to turn green. Well, I can see this now. Now we're talking drag races here in America because they're going to just you know <laughs> yeah. now now and some kids kind of do that too because I saw that a little bit. 
but not really much. But it's a good idea. It's a good concept because it kind of wakes up a little bit. Hey, it's about to turn. So get your car into first gear. Right. To kind make of sure thing and, and get ready to go kind of stuff. Again, that German efficiency is shading yes. off seconds. Yeah. Makes the whole thing work a little bit more efficiently. Yeah. But yeah, what, uh, it's funny you, you mentioned the hanging out in the left lane, which, listen, folks, if you're on a two-lane divided highway or two, you have two lanes for your, the, the direction that you're driving and you're hanging out in the left lane and you're not passing someone, that is illegal in 47 states, mm-hmm. including Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's against the law. And it's against the law. And they're starting to crack down on it, And they are starting to crack down on it because I've heard of two people in Kingman just now, just actually uh, 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 two people both today that were pulled over for it and they were given a ticket. Each one of them was given a ticket. Like in this area, bucks. like on the in, I, in I-40, Kingman, I see. No, on Stockton Hill. Oh, shit. Both of them were on Stockton Hill. And I was, and, and they're bitching about it. And I'm like, no, you're the one impeding fucking traffic. Yep. If I, if I had the ability to, I would ram the back end of your car until you get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. If you're not passing and you're in the left lane, you're not immediately getting ready to turn left, like onto a side street. You are impeding traffic if there are people behind you. Oh. It's not their job to go to the right, and passing on the right is fucking dangerous. Oh, I hate, I hate it's, doing that too. It's incredibly dangerous, and it's a pain in the ass. You're the one that's driving slow. The fuck over to the right lane. I believe the the cop will probably have a little bit of discretion too, because if you are, and I still, you shouldn't do this, but if you're in the left hand lane, not poking along. They may not slap a fine on you, but they may give you when they say you just need to get over in the right hand lane. Make sure that, and, and but if you're and, poking along in the left lane, oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. I, I would solve the national debt <laughs> by going out giving and, tickets. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so uh, anyway, the it's reason I bring, we bring it up is I'm so I'm coming back from Phoenix on um, Tuesday. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Coming back from Phoenix, and um, there on 93 north of uh, Wickenburg. For those of you that out there that that know the road I'm talking about, it's four lane divided highway, and it goes through this section of maybe five or six miles where it's these little tiny hills there and they're probably 30 feet high mm-hmm. and maybe 200 feet in between each hilltop. So you're going through what we, what dirt bike riders would call a whoop section. We'd call those like whoop de doos The Florida Alps. Yeah. Flo- Florida, yeah. The Florida Alps. Alps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 30 feet tall. <laughs> uh, so, but you're going in, you know, at, if I'm plucking along at 80, 85 miles an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. Too fast for some people. Fine, whatever. Fuck you. Drive that road, and you'll understand. But you were in the right hand lane, though. I, I was in. I was in the. I was in the. No, I was. Well, I was in the right lane to start, and then I was on the left lane because I was passing mm-hmm. a couple semis. And all of a sudden, I come up on a guy who's in a. Uh, oh bless you. Came up uh, upon this guy, and it looked like a Honda Fit, maybe. Hanging out in the left lane, and I didn't see him because he was in one of the dips. Mm-hmm. We we're both in the dips at the same time, and he was going 65, the speed limit on that road. Well, that's fine. You can observe the law. He wasn't passing anybody. I jammed on my brakes. I flashed my lights, and and he all he you know what he did? He tapped his brakes. <laughs> so when I slowed down, to I shoot slowed him. down so fast. I thought my my licks right. And then you I was, got a bead on him with your laser. Fucking, had the bead on him and the. <laughs> so I had to slow down so quickly that I was afraid that my brakes were going to like, like like break loose or my tires would break loose. So I eased over into the right lane. And unbeknownst to me, in my 80, 85 miles an hour I'm driving, 
there was a DPS officer behind me. So I flip my right turn signal on and go to pull off the side of the road because I thought it was pulling me over for speeding. Mm-hmm. And he fl- he had his lights on, and he pulled that fucking guy over. Yay. He pulled him over. Fu- Thank you. Absolutely. Yay, DPS. Thank you. Never really so who was now. being in that situation? We were both breaking the law. He was in the left lane, not mm-hmm. passing someone and going, you know, impeding traffic. Mm-hmm. And I was going uh, 15 to 20 miles per hour over the speed limit at 10 o'clock at night with mm, like medium to low amount of traffic. So who was creating more of a hazard? He was. Yep. We were both breaking the law. We were both doing something wrong, but he was creating. He That guy was definitely dangerous. And he's lucky that it was a little Ford Ranger that has brand new front brakes. Mm-hmm. Because if it was a bigger vehicle or a vehicle that didn't have very good brakes or or a combination of the two, that somebody would have driven right over top of him, mm-hmm. run him right off the road. I have heard people say this, though. They go, I'm driving the speed limit. I've heard this. And I'm in the left. I can pick whatever lane I want to be. I'm going 60. Speed limit 60. In other words, like they're going to, they're the people that are going to control the rest of the damn traffic. Right. They don't need to go any faster than 60. I'm going, I can drive whatever lane I that want is, to. That is not your call. Fuck you. It's not your call and you're wrong. You're, you are yeah. breaking the law. Yep. You can't, you can go the speed you want, but you will get pulled over for it. Yep. And both of the people, honestly, both of the people that I, that I, I heard talking about it because I heard one person talking about it uh, and in line at Safeway. Mm-hmm. And I heard a, uh, I heard another person talking about it uh, like at um, fuck. Where what was it this morning? Oh, I finally went to the new circle K you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, and heard them How talking it, about it. Like it was fine. It's fine. It's clean. It's a circle K. Okay. It's just a bigger version of a circle K. Sure. It's not that nice. I was at a quick trip two days ago. It's never going to be as nice as a QT. Oh, I know. QT. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing company, amazing people. Yeah. Like, I, the bathroom attendant gave me a hand job. It was amazing. Yeah. I fucking love that place. Did he, like, wipe you off after you were done? He did. He dri- he dribbled the front of, uh-huh. of, of, of my, my sure. penis. Kind of made sure you were going to. He's like, yeah. you don't want to drip on those pants, man. And I'm yeah. like, thank you so much, Hector. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I tipped him a dollar, you know, and it was sure. great. George Washington. So, so fucking ridiculous. Right, so so you went to the, uh, oh, people were talking about this. People were talking him. about it, and there was like the one person that was in Safeway was very, he's like talking, I think he was talking to like his friend who was in line with him, mm-hmm. and they're both kind of older guys, you know, probably like, like 60s. My, my no, age. like 60s, 70s. Oh, kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, I got a ticket for the most ridiculous thing. They said that it's illegal to drive in the left lane. Unless you're passing, and the, it was funny that the checker, she was the one who was like, "Yeah, that's you're impeding traffic, and that lane is for passing. It's for passing or merging into the turn lane to turn left. Mm-hmm. That's it on the on the freeway." And I chimed in, and I was like, "You know, she's right, and it is against the law. It's against the law in most states, mm-hmm. but it's just rarely enforced because people don't want to get pulled over for stuff like that. But it's gotten to be such a problem that it's dangerous." Yep. And passing on the right is the is so dangerous when it comes to bike lanes and truck drivers yep. and anybody who has visibility issues. I can tell you right now, it, it, I, I, and and the guy was like, "Oh, I just think that's ridiculous with all these laws. We're law, they're lawing us to death." And I said, "You know what, though? That's one of those laws, like sixty five mile per hour speed limit. That's a that's a gray area. 
Yeah. Well, it, because it's not passing in the left lane. I don't want to think about and go, yeah, this is going to be a revenue getter. Good. Use that one. You know, because it's going to, again, it's efficiency and safety. It's not, if right. someone's driving fast, like they're between here and Vegas and there's really no traffic and you're going 90, you know, I, I don't have a problem. I really don't have a problem with it. I just I, don't. I really don't either. And so yeah. I would wish that would were not enforced. You know, things like that. 100, even 100, whatever, is not that if fast. If you're in a vehicle that can safely modern, do it and yeah. you're not intoxicated. Safe tires. Being safe. Yeah. yeah. It's There's just not no 100 miles an hour really isn't that fast. It, it, it just isn't. No. It really, really isn't. I People mean, it's can, dangerous when you're in 5,000 plus pounds of death machine. Sure. You're, you're, in a, in, you're in a deadly vehicle. You, you absolutely are. But I, honestly, I don't think there's a huge difference between 60 and 90 miles per hour. Well, when you're trying to stop, it really it, it kind of exponential. I, I, you, I, you understand I'm, the deal. Yeah. No, I more meant uh, the amount of damage you can inflict on another vehicle if you crash right. into them if you lose control. So, but anyway, what was the conclusion of the old geezers that were the old geezers? Upset? Kind of, they kind of. I said, you know, it's dangerous to pass on the right, and that's what you're. You guys, if you want to hang out in the left lane, you're forcing people to pass you on the right. And one of them said, "Well, you know, I'm the one going the speed limit. They're the one They're breaking just the law." The same thing, bullshit. And ever. I said, "No, you're breaking the law too. Just because you don't agree with the law doesn't mean that it makes it makes it go away. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that that law exists, and that and that you guys and you got you got a ticket for it." Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I'm going to tell you right now. I have I have it on good authority from a few friends of mine that are cops that they're going to start cracking down on making turns into the outside lane when you're turning onto a roadway. And oh, those guys know it's rather than staying in your lane. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to turn into the nearest lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason for that is also a safety thing because of people. Uh, so like Stockton Hill and Keno, mm-hmm. I get in the turn lane to turn left. I'm at the stoplight. Light turns green. I've got a person coming oncoming traffic that is turning to their right, mm-hmm. same direction that I'm turning because I'm turning to my left. Stay in their lane. And they're supposed to stay in their lane. Yep. I get people that get real pissed at me when I turn left. They think I'm cutting them off or something. They get freaked out, and I'm mm-hmm. turning into my lane. But they're the type of people that turn into the outside lane. Mm-hmm. That's yep. one of the reasons why you turn into the nearest lane. If there's two turning lanes, yes. you stay in your lane. Same thing goes for me turning left. I wouldn't want to turn wide into that into that right lane mm-hmm. uh, because I could hit somebody. Yep. So I and I, I told them that, and the guy's like, oh, it's just ridiculous. And that you can't convince them. No. You can't convince them. They're, but, they're stuck but in their ways. Fine. You know, fine. Can't it, teach them to roll it, over anymore. And, that, and that's fine. But what will happen is they'll get they'll, they'll either hurt somebody, get hurt themselves. I'll get a nice fat ticket, hopefully. Exactly. And get and add that to the list of charges. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I traffic laws irritate the shit out of me anyway because about half of them are stupid. Mm-hmm. And the other half of them make perfect sense, and nobody pays attention to them. I think there should be certain hours that um, stop signs should be yield signs. You know, it, 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 it should switch over. Yeah, it's really really late, and there's uh, no traffic. S- stoplight, stoplight. Also, yeah, like this yeah. one in the industrial park. This drives me fucking nuts. There's a stoplight or stop sign. Excuse me, when to when you cross under the overpass, uh-huh. whatever the for the railroad, whatever. There's a stop sign there, as you know. Very often during many parts of the day, there is no other traffic. I don't think it should be required to stop. I just don't. And I'm not trying to be a scofflaw. I just, you know. A so, scofflaw. So, so it should be. 
or it should be a I love yield. Your, your verbiage today is amazing. Yeah. What is it you said earlier? Uh, cajole. Cajole someone into doing something. You, you know? cajoled him into doing that, and I just, I'm sorry, I lost it. I, <laughs> I peed a little bit. I was I, yeah. like, oh, my God. So, laughing so hard, I drooled. That, you know, there, but should, you're right. It should be right. almost like a little roundabout there, or it should be... It should be just yield. It should be a nice sign there. You know, you know, look look to the right. You know, yield if traffic is whatever. Man, if I was king for a day, I would totally put like five roundabouts in this town. Oh yeah, not for increase in efficiency, although that would happen, or you know, uh, increase in uh, 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 traffic flow. That would happen, but no, honestly, just to see the accidents, and I would put like a little viewing platform in the center of the the roundabout, just to, just so that I could sit there and watch. Sure. Because I think it would be funny as shit to watch them watch people try to navigate. Did I tell you when I went to uh, Scotland that I studied a roundabout from one of the castles up there? I don't know if I mentioned that before. before. No, I don't think so. Father and I went to Scotland a number right, of years ago. Right, I knew whatever, that. And we went to a bunch of different castles because that's what you do if you're in Scotland if you're a tourist. Yeah. And uh, and so I never really did any roundabouty stuff, not much, when that, how long ago this was. And I was driving, but so we we're up in the in the turret or a bit, whatever part of a castle on this just walk around tour. Went, oh, look! There's the so and so. There's the town roundabout there. And I was trying to sit there and watch the, how it functioned, just to make sure, you know, because it was like it wasn't just a basic one; it was a two lane one. And if you don't really, yeah. you're not used to them. So I just stood there, bird's eye view, studying this roundabout for a few minutes, watching people <laughs> use it. Went, oh, I think I got it now. Well, they, I, to me, they make perfect sense. Uh, I, I don't. All know. I do is remember: like, if you're on the ring, you have the right away. Yeah, that, that's it. That's, that's the yeah. basic thing. And if and if it's a two lane one, if you're you have to be going more than, if you if you want to go more than, uh, what is it, halfway or three quarters away around the circle to where to get mm-hmm. to where you're trying to go to, mm-hmm. then you get to the inside. If you're turning a quarter, mm-hmm. you want to you want to stay to the outside. That's it. And I, that's I, can, all you- I can see a lot of older people. I get it. They're not going to be able to handle this. Oh, there was another one too. We were in uh, in northern Scotland. And we have good. If you have very good roadmaps over there. this is during the old days, you know, before you have the GPS on your phone. I mean, you had to wrap like your. You had a map that was like like paper it would fold, like Christopher actually, Columbus. You would actually fold these maps. They would come up about you know six or eight inches by twelve inches or so, like that. You Did Apple fold. make them? Were they Apple ma- or the Google no, Maps? No, no, no. It was, no, just no. A, it was a, like a you know. Like, actually, I think it's a government thing, and like the German maps, they're all there. There weren't separate companies making different. You know, that's how it was a long time ago. There was like Arco or Exxon. Like have these maps and they're all right. different they are all the same same size same format same scale it probably is one millimeter equal or one centimeter equals a kilometer right i mean it's all scaled up because it's you know metric system which is pretty awesome um but we were coming up we're trying to go to some village somewhere and we're coming up to the right they have nice signs i love the signs approaching roundabouts where it shows it depicts the roundabout and have you, this you segment have, here have you been to phoenix one? since they put the roundabouts into wickenburg how long like, ago would they have gone? Yeah, I've been through Wickenburg. So they have roundabouts. those roundabouts. They did yeah. the whole bypass. They, yeah. That's exactly what those signs are, and they make perfect sense. Yeah. And they have three distinct signs. You have the sign that's right next to, like like right as you're entering, mm-hmm. right next to a yield sign as you go into it. They have one about 100 yards back, and they have one about may, not maybe 400 yards back. Mm-hmm. So that you have several opportunities to look at and go, okay, I need to be in the outside lane because I'm going here. So it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, so we had this one. So it's a country road, and and the map itself either wasn't clear, or my father didn't know exactly where we were, or something. So we didn't know which way to go. You know, it's a four-way roundabout, and so 
Uh, I went, all right, Dad, which way? He goes, I don't know yet. I said, all right, well, I don't know, whatever. So I, and there may have been somebody by him, so I got, I got to get on the thing. So we just stayed on the roundabout for a number of circuits while my father went, It's like European vacation. Do you remember that scene? And I'm just holding the left and went, Look, kids, Big Ben. How's the parliament? Yeah, we're going around and around. You just let me know where to shoot off, Dad. He goes, all right, let me, all right, that one. Pow, done. It was kind of funny because we were around a number of times while he's sorting it out exactly where we were. But you can do that in a roundabout. Yeah. And that's okay. you're not slowing down anything else. And there was not much traffic in that area at the time, so. I would love to see a roundabout. Like I said, I feel like eight roundabouts in this town would be great. There, I can there think is, of like four There's not even one here, is there? Is there no, not one no. roundabout in Kingman? No. Okay. No, man, that's that, that's a... Uh, it's a kind of a hippie thing, isn't it? It's kind of a liberal left-wing... Yeah, clearly, it's a liberal left-wing yeah, weed, conspiracy, weed, roundabouts, legalized. socialized medicine. Kind of a... It might be because we're. Hey, how's the Bengal so, treating you? Are you getting tired yet? Oh yeah, no, I'm. I'm having trouble like forming sentences. All right, maybe we should yeah. cut it off here. Yeah, I'm all fucked up on Benadryl. One, one Benadryl, just so you guys know. Yeah. I know there's people that listen here that have seen me drink ten beers and still be able to hold a conversation. But one Benadryl does me in. It's my fucking Achilles heel. Nice. It's, it's fucked up. One 25 milligram diphenhydramine has me to the point where uh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sleep for the next 10 hours. You know what we should mention, though, real quick? What's that? Very brief conversation about it because I don't think that. Let's see, next week. Well, either this one or the next one, or let's make sure this gets published correctly. The first Friday. It's going to have the big arch. That's right. It's going to be a nice big one, I believe. First Friday is July 6th. July 6th. I believe you're Julia's right. Julia's birthday. Okay. So July 6th, first Friday, downtown Kingman. They're going to light up the arch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the train's lit up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We came back the other night from Laughlin. Train wasn't lit up. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is this thing on a time? I need to, is it on a timer? I think it's on a yearly timer. I think it just shuts off. It's on for a few days every year, and then it shuts off, and then <laughs> we get irritated with it. Um, no, the first it's a Friday, cool train. It's lit up. It's a cool train at night. It does cool. look It does look cool. Anyway, so, so yeah. So first Friday is going to be a bigger deal than normal. They're, they moved it down the street a little bit. There's going to be. Yeah, by Locomotive Park where the new arches. Right. Yeah. So if you're local to Kingman, you got to come and check it out because it, that, that big kind of welcome to Kingman or thanks for coming to Kingman Arch, depending on which direction you drive in. Yeah. Looks really nice. It hasn't been lit up yet. I know that it's it's a supposed to be really nice looking. And they were gonna the have the world Arizona record breaking cake, but they changed that. If you saw that, oh no, I didn't even know about that. Oh, you didn't know about it. What at a all? world record! Yeah, it's it was like, gonna be. I'm not sure if it's world record or or Arizona state record size of. I forgot. But anyway, that that was in the plans for it was. That doesn't that get way. much more fucking Americana than that. But they, unless it's like a but cakewalk. something happened. Huh. I'm not sure who dropped the ball, whatever. But they changed that and said, oops, sorry, that's not going to happen. But we're going to have a shitload of cupcakes. All right. Oh, I did hear about the shitload of cupcakes. Yeah. Like 2,000 cupcakes. I guess. I guess. I'm like, it's going to be a cupcake fucking city. It is. And it I'm, is. I'm excited. I think uh, I, I, I'll, I'll be there for sure. And it's a group I'm with called Kingman Main Street. We're going to have a booth down there. We're going to have balloons. And we've got this uh, art mural project coming up uh, to kind of uh, spruce up downtown. It's a competition and $2,500 uh, commission. If you come up with the right design and we choose right it to do this uh, building, so that's gonna we'll be down there too. But it normally first Friday, if everybody needs to really talk, be listening about it, it's normally it's in the historic part of downtown. But they're moving it down because only blocking off 
know, a couple blocks each time. So I don't think any of it's going to really be. Oh, and then after, by the way, after the, uh, that, they're going to have a after party at Blackbridge, I believe. And Jeremiah right. Green, I believe, is DJing. Absolutely. Yeah. So that'll be kind of cool. I told I told someone, here's my thought, and he'll do this. This will be sound like Jeremiah. He needs to get like a McDonald's hat. Just have like golden arches, cause like an arch. Oh my God! Uh, he You're would. He would. Such a dick. He would do. Th- and it would I'm, be perfect. And, and for him. especially since he worked at McDonald's in high school, <laughs> uh, he might still have his original. Oh yes, he needs. He's. He would. We need we to need, text we need him. To, yeah. We need to put, put, push that one. I yeah. will I will tell him you need to find a uniform. If you can't find a uniform, I will find one for you. Yep. And you can DJ wearing your hat. Yep. This golden arches hat. Yep. Post, you, want, you want fries with that? Post arch arch party. All right. I have enough Benadryl in me that I may start hallucinating soon. So you, let's man. get off here. All right. Sounds good, man. You got anything else, Paul? Uh, that's a no. Nope. All right. Have okay. a good night. 